The Jack of All Nerds is recorded in front of a robot studio audience. It's 8 p.m., kitties, and you know what that means. Guy love, he's mine, I'm his. There's nothing gay about it in our eyes. These are the voyages of the Starship. Discover more at CBS All Access, the paid streaming service where you still get commercials. I want to play a little game. How are you at Chinese checkers? You don't understand, man. Whatever, whatever it is, it kills you with your worst fears. Wait, so Zack Snyder's gonna show up and murder me with space sticks? Yeah, man. It's awful. You've been listening to The G-Spot, where we play nothing but Kenny G classics for a two-hour block of time. Due to explicit content, listener discretion is advised. On with the show! Hello and welcome to the Jack of All Nerds on Chaotic Radio. I am the Jack of All Nerds, Michael Maxwell. Joining me, my sometimes co-host... Uh, the only man alive whose Patronus is the least favorite character from Arrow, Diggle. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Ridley, everybody. That is the most ineffectual Patronus <sighs> ever. So, yeah. I've been called many things over many lifetimes. <laughs> that is the worst right there. <laughs> but I'll take it, though, because I defend Diggle. How's everybody doing? How's everybody doing? Good to be back, man. Good, yes, to, be it's back. Been, Good to have you back, it's been man. so long. Missed you. Missed you, too, man. You know. Really? Yeah. Oh. He's lying to you, by the way. I know. Just but I know. it feels good. The lie feels good. That's yeah, the whole, the, whole, the whole finger across the throat thing while he said that was just a big <laughs> clue into that. And, of course, in the booth, Danny Anthony, everybody. How's it going? Glad to be back. Yes. Glad to have you back. You're here every week. I know. I just wanted to join in with the whole Sam <laughs> oh, thing. Oh, well, thank you yeah, so that's much. All that yeah, was. It's that's, been so long. It has been. The last time I saw you, I think we were in my trunk. I was in your trunk. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm going to leave that just wide open and I, not explain look, it at all. I don't yeah. need to know what you guys do in your own time. I really don't. <laughs> Uh, and joining us tonight in the studio are special guests from Geek Chic Promotions. Ladies, please introduce yourselves. Hello, I'm Ruth Ann. I'm Chris. You bitch. <laughs> okay, I'm Beth. We have a live stream of our own, and like two weeks ago, I was posting on social media and like forgot to introduce myself, and so now every week they stare at me, yeah. wondering if I'm going to say my name. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I'm Beth. So I did that just yeah. mm-hmm. direct, made direct eye contact <laughs> yeah. with Rue while I did mm-hmm. it. <laughs> uh, well, thank you for uh, for coming down. Yes. Yes. Yeah, of so course. Thanks for having us. For you. Um, where can, uh, we're going to get way oh, more sorry. into this, but where can people find out more about Geek Chic Promotions? So we have a website. We're basically on all the social medias. We have a Tumblr. We have a YouTube channel. We have uh, Instagram, mm-hmm. Twitter, Geek Chic Facebook. Promotions, Geek Chic Promos. Those are the two yep. that we usually use. So. Now, Chris, we probably should have asked if we could swear before I did that at you. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Sorry, no, guys. there's absolutely no sorry, fucking guys. bad language okay, on this okay, show. Cool, 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 God cool, cool, cool. damn it. Danny, watch your fucking mouth, all right? Hey, oh, okay. Christ. You're the boss, man. Damn it, Lana. That guy. Asshole. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's okay. Anyway. <laughs> it's on the like, internet, no, but, but really, it's fine. It's okay, okay, yeah. cool, 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 cool. <laughs> Uh, tonight on the show, we're gonna talk about 
your your services. Awesome. That sounded way way wow yeah. wow um, wow. It's not how Look. I intended that, but it's a different it's a different podcast. <laughs> it's also there's a different website for that. That's we're eighteen. No. That's geek uh, chicks. Yeah, Actually, geek. I had somebody the other day. He was very drunk, but we were talking, and he was like, "How old are you? 18? And I was like, "Motherfucker, what? No, <laughs> no." Was he hoping? No. He hoping? no. Was, are you like, at least eighteen? He was yeah. in my house talking to like me and my husband, and my husband is like, "Oh yeah, I'm 30. And he was like, "How old are you? Eighteen? I was like, "No, that's so weird." That's wow. That's huh. awkward. Yeah, yeah, it was not great. <laughs> Um, but before we get into any of that, we got to talk about the people who allow us to be here. That's right, everybody. It's time to talk about the sponsors. Oh, yeah. First up, the Etiwanda Roadhouse. Roadhouse. Thank you for, for covering. Yeah, I figured I covered Derek once, and then I'll do it in Cleveland next. Okay. I appreciate okay. it. All right. Yeah. All right. Conveniently located off the 210 freeway at the Day Creek exit in Rancho Cucamonga, California, the Etiwanda Roadhouse. Roadhouse. Has nightly food specials, drink specials, live entertainment, pub trivia, karaoke, all kinds of good stuff. For more information, visit facebook.com forward slash E Roadhouse. Roadhouse! I was deciding which one I was going to go with, so that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, Thank I, you. Thank you. It was unexpected. Also, check out The Dinner Detective, America's largest interactive murder mystery dinner show. Enjoy a fabulous four course meal while solving a hilarious murder investigation. For more information, visit thedinnerdetective.com. Oh. Oh, we're not. Okay. We don't, we don't we do don't it on do that, that one. Okay, we don't I do mean, it on that one. I mean, you could. You could start a thing. Okay, and that'll be my thing. But you're never here, so I don't think it'll catch on. Okay, so. cool, cool, cool. Uh, anyway, and if you're purchasing tickets for the Claremont, California location, use the promo code CRIME to get a $5 discount. Also, check out Four Color Fantasies Comic Book Store located in Rancho Cucamonga, California. It's, uh, it's only the greatest comic book store of all time, guys. They do a lot of cool stuff. Uh, p- what private movie screenings? We were just at their screening of the Justice League. They give out so much cool stuff. Uh, all you got to do is buy a ticket to that. They're doing one for Star Wars. We'll be there giving stuff away. Yes. They'll be giving stuff away. You'll be surrounded by fellow nerds watching movies that you love. So check that out at fourcolorfantasies.com and also on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash four CF Rancho, and both of those with the number four, not with it spelled out. And that's sponsors, guys. You see how fast we get Woo! through that when Derek's not here? Yeah, I know. It's Why does it like take longer when he's here? Because he's constantly just chiming in and interrupting, just being a bad host altogether. Well, look, I know. Here's the thing. Like, I know I joke about this every time, but I'm semi-serious when I say that I wish Sam <laughs> was here all no, the no, time. No, no, There's no semi anymore. Like, I think I hear this every single time I'm here. <laughs> And in between, I'll be like, hey, man, just wanted to see how you were doing. God, I wish you lived out here. But hey, man, I'm good. Um, so I, I want to be more present. I do. I, I do. Just, I just know that you'll. if I give you a topic, you will prepare. Right. You will learn what the, we're talking about. <laughs> and then you won't be on your phone the entire show. So that's fine. I mean, but I love the man. Anyway. <laughs> He's very likable. Yes. Yeah. He he really he's is. Also, we're God. all we're all bitter because he's in Cancun right now. I know. Oh so. gosh, screw At that the guy. Gym. Then. Yeah. This Damn dude gets on vacation oh, right. and, he and he goes, goes straight to the gym. To the gym. Oh, God. No, I don't like he's him. He's a horrible I'm person. Out. You guys, they have no. a lap pool. 
And, and then no. post a selfie of it too. That's that's the icing on the yeah. cake. That's the whole point. That's yeah. It's part yeah. of going to the gym. You have to post a selfie. Or oh, those those are those are reps. Is that what? That yeah. Is? Yeah. yeah. Selfie reps. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it works out those uh, those chabs. carpal tunnel muscles. His chabs. His chest and abs at the same time. Yeah. So he, chabs. Yeah. Chabs. He works chabs. I feel like I every like time I've ever taken a gym selfie, I just look like a really sweaty turnip. Like. <laughs> <laughs> just like I don't. Why, you, there's no way the people who I see these posts. I'm like you weren't just working. You, yeah, you definitely yeah, like, like took a shower first and then came back out. Well, and I've been with him to the gym when he takes him, and it, it's like a twenty-minute process because it's all an art. Like he's got to get the right angle and everything, mm-hmm. and like the lighting, got the, the background. He's a diva. He, he's a total diva. Total yeah. diva. I hope he's listening. <laughs> he's not. He's in Cancun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right. I don't know. He could be at the gym in Cancun listening. Like while, like, while, while he's running and yeah. trying to get his selfie just right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. He's gotten way too much airtime. Yes. <laughs> yes absolutely. Yeah. This is um, Sam time. Also want to give a shout out to Hyper RPG uh, for hosting us on their SoundCloud, everybody. Check it out. SoundCloud.com forward slash Hyper RPG and also Twitch.tv oh, wow. forward slash Hyper RPG. Uh, I actually got to go be on their live stream this Saturday what? as part of their uh, DuckTales role-playing game. So wait, what's that? Because I, I showed up there later when the internet went out. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, because oh, wow. their internet went out. I don't know what time because I showed up. I'm like, hey, guys. They're like, nope, we're just drinking. I'm like, hey, guys. <laughs> cool, cool. So let me ask you, Mike, who'd you role-play as? I was Uncle Scrooge. Yeah. You, were you really? You got like the main character role? I did, yeah. Damn, Suck the main- son. Sorry. I had a lot of feelings about DuckTales. Did you actually have to dive into gold? Webby, you're get the fuck out. (laughs) Give me Webby, you're give me death. And actually, the girl that was playing Webby was so spot on with her voice and everything. It was pretty awesome. No Miss Beakley? It was a lot of fun. I mean, Miss Beakley's also amazing. Was there a launch pad? There was a launch pad. Okay. And then there were the, the nephews, but there was no one else other than that. Okay. I mean, oh, I they can were, only fit so many you people can only fit on so camera. Well, those, yeah. are the, those are the primaries. Yeah. So what do you guys do? You guys Huey just find an episode script and... No, really? he, it was uh, completely improvised because the Whoa. audience gets to pay money mm-hmm. to affect the game. And so there was uh, they could pay to have any Disney weapon brought in from any Disney universe. <laughs> Uh, at one so point, this was just like a shitty live level of Kingdom Hearts. That's no, what actually, I was thinking. No, no, no. <laughs> the the end result ended up being the big bad of the adventure was Mickey, who had been corrupted by the darkness or so, whatever. So, again, this is just a level yeah, of Kingdom Hearts. It really was. It uh, was. Well, that's dope. Maybe hopefully, hopefully Square Enix was listening. <laughs> actually, not make... smaller shoes if they're on duck feet. <laughs> or Mickey. Yeah, this Mickey Mickey shoes are a whole different level than... Uh, than uh, uh, duck? What? what? What is happening? I don't Your brain know. just stopped. That was incredible. Like she, and I just saw her eyes like, like, like you just shut Sora, down, bro. Sora's was, feet. Sora's feet was the words oh, I was Sora, looking for. Go, yeah. All right, we found the reboot button. Oh All right, God. cool. So Beth's gonna take a nap. Uh, <laughs> Beth took a nap in the car. The way <laughs> oh, here. All of this makes sense now because when I started listening to Cineblokes and you started talking, I was like, I immediately texted Derek. I was like, why is he Scottish right now? And he was like, oh, he's doing this whole duck thing. Well, it, okay. <laughs> no here's, here's why. Here's why. No he's doing here's, this here's the whole problem. duck thing. Here's the problem. Matt posted on Facebook. He's Everybody like, can anyone do a Scrooge Scottish. McDuck impersonation? And I was like, well, I can do a great Scottish accent. And I might be able to tweak it for Scrooge. And then Derek was like, I second this. And because I'm so you know, forward about things. I just recorded some tracks. I listened to uh, David Tennant doing the new Uncle Scrooge and I recorded some lines sounding like him and I sent them to Matt. And he was like, I love it. Can you be there on Saturday? And I was like, yes. And then over the next two days, I realized that I could only sound like Tennant 
when I was saying lines that I had like heard him say, and so I was all freaking out about it. And so when we did Cineblokes, I was like, "Hey, man, can I uh, can I do this to work on that?" And he was like, "Sure, man, whatever." So, yeah, uh, and it was I an did, interesting like turn because that wasn't what I was expecting. It was to hear, also difficult because you know? he's doing a British accent, I'm doing a Scottish accent, and both of us are trying not to slip into each other's accents. So it was a. But she said, um, "What? <laughs> Sorry." <laughs> What? Keep so, it together. Well, we had so cross imagination. What were you going down there to? So to, to do? it was just to, to hang out or join yeah. whatever game I could after I finished one of my live streams. But I we actually we uh, Hyper that. RPG yeah. is one of our clients doing uh, sponsorship and branding partnerships with. Oh sweet! Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice. so small. It's a circle small of life. So about, yes, is. we all come together. Now they're also doing that Power Rangers. Uh, yes, and it's RPG, awesome. Right? Mm-hmm. Yes, I want I want to get in on that. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. Like Sabaro has been like on top of it, and it's it's so it's so much fun. Yeah, actually, then they even roped in some Power Rangers into the DuckTales yeah. adventure. Dope. Yeah, apparently Disney owned one of the iterations of the Power Rangers. Yes, they so did. They yes, did. they did. Well, yeah, Ninja for a Storm? little while when Storm? they weren't. Supposed. No, it was, it was RPM. Is uh, what it was. Oh, RPM. that's right. Yeah, they were on Disney owned them for a little while and then um, lost all the assets. Um, <laughs> and no, I I I used to work um at a company that we did the uh, Power Rangers comics and. Apparently, like on the back end, when Disney owned Power Rangers, their file systems were just like very bad. And then Saban got it back, and they were like, "No assets." Like we had to reference things by like torrenting episodes because Saban wow. couldn't give them to wow. us. Wow, it was bad. Uh, it was bad. Wah, news. Wah. <laughs> there was a uh, Ninja Turtles Power Rangers crossover. I, I saw that one. There was. Yeah. yeah, that was old school Power that was Rangers. Real though. Old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm talking Mighty Morphin. I don't know yeah. anything about the rest of them. <laughs> yeah, Mighty Morphin was There's, like, was a new it. set of teens every two years that are the Power Rangers, and I'm like, oh, God, you're all 13. <laughs> I love that's what's upsetting for you for the show. Like and everything like, oh, else, I'm, I'm cool you're, with. You're all children. Well, what are we up to now? Mighty Morphin, Krispy Kreme. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the Krispy Kreme. Yeah. They have to fight uh, yeah. Velvitor. Velvitor. Yes. Velvitor. Well done. Nope. Liquid gold. I mean, you, the original, you're never going to beat a space dumpster on the moon. So, like. You're really not. Yeah. Chris is like, yeah, how, okay, how do you sure. feel about this, Chris? You know? I am too old for old times. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had a uh, all you had to say was too cool, man. You didn't have to. Yeah. Uh, I you had didn't have to date yourself. Yeah. I had a choir teacher in high school who was a horrible human being that I hated, and it turns out that um, she, back in her acting days, played a like minor, like evil stewardess in an episode of Power Rangers. It all makes sense. That was her. Which we found out because. We we realized because like my friend saw it on TV and he called me and he was like, I just saw that she was playing an evil stewardess on Power Rangers and it, like he freaked out. We were like twenty at the time. <laughs> I was like, okay, well that's a human I haven't thought about in a long time. <laughs> no, I, I'm a big fan of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Uh, I got like one time I had a post that I put up regards to the new movie that was like retweeted by uh, Adam and uh rocky those two actors mm-hmm. and i was i lost my shit i was just like i've i've succeeded you in won. Life. Yes. yeah you won. You won. i win did I'm you good. then go into the dark dark areas of power rangers twitter because i've had power rangers twitter mad at me before it's not fun <laughs> i didn't i did not no i i'm not, not fun. i'm not good at twitter i don't know how twitter works no one knows how twitter well, it's works. 140 characters no it's no, not it's 280 now it's, it's 280. 280 yeah no, 280. sorry sorry everybody Double sorry 280 characters of garbage fire. Yeah. That's it. Yes. <laughs> Fact. Yep. <laughs> I love Twitter, but it's a garbage fire. So tweet us at... Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can, your, you can, can ask me. Tweet us at garbage fire. That's the fun part. Yes. 
can at me all you want. I'm just not going to answer. So current, <laughs> current events. I don't know if you guys have any current events. Let's start with you, Danny. You had something. Yes, I did. Yeah, that it. is that is a very dangerous finger you were pointing at me right I, now. It was aggressive. Is sorry, it loaded? Sorry, is that better? That's better. <laughs> That's the one I'm used to. Okay. Yeah. Um, yes, Deadpool teaser. Oh, ah, so nice. good. The magic uh, yeah. of getting wet on wet <laughs> with Deadpool. <laughs> so high right now. <laughs> uh, uh, for those of you who haven't seen it, shame on you. Uh, but it is the best collaboration between Bob Ross and Deadpool. I have ever seen, and it's going to be a Comic Con cosplay. Ever seen? Oh, I've seen a couple. One hundred percent. Oh yeah. Cosplay. Uh, but prepare for the cosplays for the cons oh, this yeah. upcoming year because it's it's going to be. Which there. Is, honestly, it's really a good thing because uh, there's not enough Deadpool cosplay. Out there. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> no, not enough. Yeah, and I don't feel like they're aggressive enough, or they're really trying to be funny enough. Yeah. So I really I need more. Yeah. Yeah. I feel the apex of Deadpool cosplay is going to be where everybody's cosplaying as Deadpool as something else. Oh yeah, crossover stuff. Yeah, yeah for of sure. Yeah. I just want the studios to get on making Ross Pool as a full movie <laughs> of him doing that for two hours. I would pay to see that. I'd pay to see that. Oh, that would escalate so quickly. Just yes. using, we're going to use this blood red. This blood red. Yeah. Brain matter gray. I would, I would. They could take my money. I'd be there. I'd be there for that. Uh, so yeah, it's 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 like. You get like maybe 20 or 30 seconds of actual movie footage, but I could care less about that because the bulk of this teaser was just him painting and commenting on what he was painting, running the colors across the screen like Bob Ross, and they were the most outlandish colors. And we, the, we just have a happy tree right here. We we like happy trees. Don't don't eat the paint, kids. <laughs> I can tell you firsthand. Don't do that. Don't don't do that. Don't do that. And honestly, I mean that was part of the magic of the first movie was all the marketing videos that yeah. they did. Oh, they were so great, yeah. mm-hmm. so good. Yeah. So uh, but yeah, it was it was it was probably like one of the best teasers I have seen in my life because it was just it was everything I wanted this like any Deadpool teaser to be. This was it. Like I, I you have weird dreams. I really do. <laughs> but like no, because the thing is like within like the last six months, I have watched every Bob Ross thing on Netflix. Um, Dude, that is the best way to fall asleep. Are you kidding? Are you kidding me? I take I you know I take a rip out of the, my out of my pipe and then I I watch Bob Ross. <laughs> and you get to a very happy, comfortable place. You get place. to a very comfortable. His yeah. voice is so soothing, and then you get to watch him make a piece of art. Nobody else has been successful in boring you to death like that because yeah. it wasn't. It was it was it was the only one that was good. Since then, imagine them being like, hey, there's a show coming out next year about this guy painting. You'd be like, I don't care. You're like, I'm literally going to watch f- paint dry? Are you serious? And Does he, he have a fro? you enjoy it, right? Yep, 100%. He made you enjoy it. Yeah. I can't do that. He'll break it up. He'll throw, he'll throw in that little segment about his little squirrel friend and just watch it. And like, oh, he's got a little bit of He could have been washing dishes. You'd be watching it. I'm just going to put a little palm olive on there. Yeah, as long as he's narrating it, man. Yeah. All good. It's 100%. like Morgan Freeman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before Morgan Freeman, yeah. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine a show with the two of them? Oh, I don't think anybody would be awake. Yeah. I feel like the entire world would just fall asleep. Just be We're done. just gonna put a happy tree here. Yeah. <laughs> wow. wow. Okay. So yeah, Deadpool teaser. Yeah. Bob yeah. sure did draw that tree. <laughs> he sure did. Titty sprinkles. <laughs> Um, also, we're not gonna, so we're not going to talk about it tonight on the show. But Justice League opened this weekend, and um, I will say this: uh, I was pleasantly surprised. I was going in expecting a train wreck, and that is not what I got. Yeah, yeah. So okay, mummy. Well, hold on, white trash Aquaman <laughs> is still very much a thing. He's alive and well. Um, 
But uh, I, I would say if you haven't seen it already, probably check it out. I agree. Yes. Yeah. When I, Will Smith showed up and was like, "This must be some sort of Justice League," I was really shocked. But other than that, <laughs> you know. Uh, no, but there was a "Let's Go Save the World," wasn't there? The <laughs> world. I'm kidding. I'm no, kidding. The world. If Will said it, it's the world. There's no the yeah. world. The world. Great. But, Welcome to Earth. No. Uh. No, there wasn't. It's the Rampage trailer, oh. which I don't know why that's a. Why thing. haven't we oh, talked yeah. about that yet? I don't know why Jesus. that's a thing. Uh, why that's being made into a movie? But I uh, just watching the Rock yell George. Mm-mm. Oh yeah, I'm gonna see it. I don't care. <laughs> okay. I don't care. I don't know why they just don't call this San Andreas Two. This right. time with animals. They did mention that it was from the people <laughs> who made, made San Andreas. Andreas. Yeah. Like, why would you give those people another movie to make? He also looks... I mean, it made money. <laughs> yeah. San that's Andreas? The, that's the thing, is International Man, these garbage fires can make a good... They make money overseas. Yeah, they make yeah. a killing. But also, I watched it with the Jumanji trailer almost back-to-back, and he's wearing the exact same clothing. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure he filmed them both at the well, same I'm pretty, time. I'm pretty sure he plays a zookeeper in both movies, right? <laughs> I did not want to see that movie when I saw the first trailer, and by the last one, I'm like, maybe. I'm, to- oh, maybe. Come, I'm totally oh, in. Well, I mean, his, his comedy no, is going to show when through in that. When it started, I was like, no, this is all wrong, whatever, no, I whatever. Agree. And then I'm sitting there at the end of the trailer, like, with with the stink face, and he goes, you can't get water with a backpack on. I was like, <laughs> like okay, yeah, okay, okay, you right, won. You, got- you won. I mean, you won. Jack Black, just Jack Blacking all over the place, being a teenage girl, I'm in. And like, yeah. uh the cake. He can't eat cake. <laughs> what happens if I Guess eat cake? What? He ate cake. He ate cake. <laughs> oh, I feel pretty good. Uh, nothing's gonna. <laughs> it's like I'm still black. We're fine. What, what's yeah, we're... <laughs> yeah. They sold. They sold me by the last trailer. Now I'm like, all right, I'm yeah, gonna go check my, it out. Oh, so, I'll check it out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, there's I'm also good. the Tomb Raider trailer though ahead of it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like it. I like it a whole like it lot. Too. You know, one of one of my favorite things about it. But I mean, of course, they were going for the whole Rise of the Tomb Raider, the mm-hmm. reboot of the mm-hmm. games. Mm-hmm. Which but was great, except, you know, she's I like that she's an actual them. character and not, uh, oh, we need somebody sexy in this mm-hmm. role in the sense of, like, Hollywood sexy. She's going to be the Tomb Raider. Yeah. And I love it. I, that was my favorite thing about it. And I heard dudes complaining about it. I was like, stay home. Just stay or, home. Or, you know what? We don't you, even need you. You have Angelina Jolie in the fakest bra of all time. In giving her double bad <laughs> movies. Really bad. So, you stay and watch those bad movies. I'm going to go see an actress do a real good job with this, because... I couldn't wait as soon as I saw the trailer. I was like, I'm going to be there first day. Did you play the reboot the, the reboot game? Yes. I I felt really bad for Lara Croft. In that yes. Game. She goes through so much but, shit. But terrible before shit. Before that, did you care about her really? You jump off a cliff and be like, I think I can make it. <laughs> I'll just double jump. It'll be fine. And it made you, it made you give a shit if you were going to uh-huh. kill her. And yeah. it needed that because the game got stale. It got yeah. super stale. So All right, I buy that. That's okay. Fair. Did you see the Incredibles teaser? I did. Yes. Did, yes. Didn't see it. Watch well, all it. right, that's oh, our show. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> it's pretty. I mean, it's it's only about what thirty it's seconds about 30 or maybe yeah. about twenty yeah. seconds of actual yeah. stuff. But it yeah. is it is. We've been waiting for this like forever. You know what I mean? I'm saying? Literally, since the credits rolled the first time we saw it. Yeah. Yes. And my kids had the nerve to be excited. I was like, "Fucker, this isn't for you. This is for me. <laughs> this is like this is like Monsters University all over me. again. Don't act like this is for you. This is my sequel. Yeah. You know. So yeah, yeah it I was, was going to say yeah, Monsters University was for me. It was not for children. Yes. They didn't. They didn't care. Don't don't I act like it. you yeah. liked them before. You know. You don't. You don't know. Put that thing back where it came from. Or so you don't know yeah. that. So it's great. It, it's absolutely great. It's, it is. A, it's very much a teaser. There's no real story. No Frozone. You know. Yeah. Is this no a, Frozone. Yeah. yeah. If if you 
if I cannot yell at you, woman, where's my super suit? And you know what it means. Like, you know, we'll, we'll yeah. never be friends, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is this a, it's on the internet? Is that or it is, is it uh, yes, it is on the, the internet. internet. I don't, I don't know if you've heard of this thing, but I, uh, let me log on. There's my, a lot you just, on uh, there. You just uh, type in www.internet.com. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> take it down a notch. I gotta I, if you my Google, modem. Google, I you will break the internet. You will ever have. You gotta log into your AOL first. Welcome. No, no, he's got beep, beep, beep. I do. I he's do got Netscape, guys. That's right. <laughs> 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 do, do, do. <laughs> I've got Juno. We all know that sound, by the way. Oh, oh, oh 100%. Okay. Today's You're kids like, never mind. Did it make you feel better? <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, we have to take our first commercial break of the night, but when we come back, uh, we're going to change gears a little bit to Blast from the Past. Yes. We've got so many movies to get through. <laughs> It'll be a quick. Yeah. We're so gonna, much exciting. We're going to do like five-minute synopsis, maybe less, or else we'll never get through it all. Uh, but if you wish to join the conversation, give us a call 909-360-8330 or message us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash jackofallnerds or on twitch.tv forward slash jackofallnerds and uh, we'll give you a shout out here on the show. We will be right back. Welcome back to the Jack of All Nerds on Chaotic Radio. Tonight we have the ladies from Geek Chic Promotions in the studio. What up? And that now, was perfect. Yeah, it was. <laughs> and now it is time for Blast from the Past. Uh, I had figured out the order, but then it has been brought to my attention. I don't know how time works. <laughs> so, no, no. <laughs> You're absolutely correct, though. And my brain just didn't process it. That I don't way. think anybody really knows how time works. <laughs> Bad things happen. Time is a construct, guys. Timey wimey wibbly wobbly. Time is a human construct. Yes. Uh, so actually, Danny will be starting us off. Oh well, in, uh, shit. In 1995. Yeah. Good with, year. Uh, with Dracula, dead and loving it. Oh yes. Wow. Yeah. So earlier this weekend, uh, me and my girlfriend had started watching Bram Stoker's Dracula. And she had not seen Dracula Dead and Loving It. And I said, hey, you know what would be the perfect follow-up to this movie? A better movie that's a parody of this movie. Uh, so it is directed by Mel Brooks, starring Leslie Nielsen as Dracula. And it is just about all, like, like the funny bits. like Not like the real funny bits from Bram Stoker's Dracula, but there are, like, small parts where you're just like, come on, man. In Bram Stoker's Dracula. And that's where Mel Brooks really finds the comedy in his movie. And so, uh, like, it is so hilarious, especially when uh, Van Helsing and Dracula, Van Helsing played by Mel Brooks, Dracula played by Leslie Nielsen, get into their, like, last word kind of uh, showdown, where they, each of them has to have the last word in this ancient language. And it's hilarious. Um, and then the whole, uh, like, English gentleman thing versus, like, promiscuous vampire um totally hilarious so uh i'm giving it a blast and if you haven't seen it please see it because it is it is worth it and i recommend you watch bram stoker's dracula first and then this nice i don't i i've only seen it once mm-hmm. and my only recollection is uh is that i enjoyed peter mcnichol peter mcnichol is, as, as renfield yes mm-hmm. is the only thing i remember from it yeah, he's hilarious but he's hilarious in most everything he does that's true um 
But Leslie Nielsen's Dracula is just so hilarious. And um, yeah, Renfield's great. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's got like I'm just going through it like right now. It's like it's got like like a Mel Brooks cast, like people who have done Mel Brooks movies before, and so like you can trust that it's going to be like this Mel Brooks comedy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we'll slide back uh, into the same year. Okay, yeah. Let, let me explain. Sliding back. <laughs> so, hey, this is a great saw, way to start. I saw the yeah. way you like kind of panned. That was very flash of you. Mm. Um, anyway, yeah, I, I was at work and somebody brought in the perfect lunch movie in Contagion. I don't know if y'all have seen that. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Right. I was like, who's, who, who told you this was a good idea? We're all sitting around eating and now I don't want anybody to touch anything, right? And he's like, have you seen it? And I was like, yeah, but it's been done better. And that's what made me watch this movie, um, which is Outbreak was my movie when it came out back in the day. I was like, this whole like pandemic thing has just been done really, really well already mm-hmm. on a smaller scale, but it felt like big stakes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, everybody that was in it like went on to do like great things. Uh, you know, Cuba Gooding went on to do Snow Dogs, for example. So um, <laughs> Don't forget um, Chill Factor. Yes. Oh, and, yeah. and, you know, can't forget that. Donald Sutherland was in it, so it was fun to watch the movie as if it was a prequel to Hunger Games, kind of, <laughs> you know? It's like, snow is really trying to burn people, you know? But anyway, yeah, it's all about the, you know, a bug, a disease coming from normally Africa. I think in Contagion it was China or something. But, and it infects a town, and then it's uh, Dustin Hoffman trying to stop this general from blowing up this town. And um, there's very little spacey in it, so it's not weird, you know? You can still watch it. Um but it was good. It was really, really good. I still had to give it a blast. I still watched it wondering, like, you know, like, you know, it was, the tension was, was great in it. And I felt like they played off of each other really, really well. Cause it could have ended up being really corny. That was one of those movies that the way they played it, it could have went corny. Like, who cares about this small town? But they played it well enough on the serious side and put enough humor in it to keep it good. So I had to give it a blast. Had to. You had to. Had to. They had to. If for no reason for radio. Cause Cuba really, Went in for radio, you know. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, this little-known fact about Outbreak: uh, Andy Serkis actually did the motion capture for the monkey. Oh, see, yeah. we didn't even know. Yeah, I did it's hear crazy. him at one point go ape, strong. <laughs> no, no disease. Yeah. <laughs> Rise of the planet of the outbreak <laughs> of the. I don't know what they're doing with the titles anymore. It's. Is that? Do you think? Do you think Outbreak needs a reboot? No, it does not. <laughs> They tried. I feel like all of these disease movies are just like hashes of Andromeda strains. So, if you really, yeah. ju- if you really like want that tension of a Contagion movie, just like play yourself a Pandemic Legacy game, and then you'll just want to die. That's 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 a fun game. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, well, uh, we're actually making quite a leap uh, from 1995 to our next film, which is uh, 1989. With Cyborg. Ooh, that's Whoa. Yeah. Like Tell Van, us about Van Cyborg. Damn Cyborg? Yeah. Van Damme yeah. Cyborg. Damn. Tell us about correct. it, Chris. Okay, well, here's something leading into this that... <laughs> you weren't talking into it. Go on. Thank you. No problem. I'm here to help, boo. <laughs> it was bothering her. her it eyes was were really... Barely. I knew it was bothering her. <laughs> Damn it. Anywho, so... <laughs> Leading up into me watching this movie, which I've never seen before, by the way, so this wasn't me rewatching it, was um, I was driving in the car with my boyfriend, who's an encyclopedia of movies, and I said, oh, I still have to watch Cyborg this weekend. 
Um, and he says, oh, well, I can tell you a couple fun facts about Cyborg if you want to hear them. And I said, yes, I do. Continue. <laughs> and he said, so it's the same studio that did Masters of the Universe, which is one of my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. And I said, no kidding. He says, yeah. <clears throat> so they spent $2 million uh, to do a Masters of the Universe sequel. And um, they ran out of money. And uh, so they just kind of spent $500,000 more and made it Cyborg. <laughs> I was like, what? And he says, yeah, true story. Wow, really? And he says, so when you watch it, like, look at all the costumes and stuff. They're all Masters of the Universe costumes. Everything. All the sets. Hmm. All of it's Masters of the Universe. So I was like, oh. And he goes, yeah, another fun fact. Van Damme blinded one of the main characters for real during one of the stunts with his knife and ended up getting sued. Yep. And, uh, and I the guy the, won. The With a knife? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had, it's, the, it's like one of the weirdest court cases because there's footage of Van Damme demonstrating the move he used in the movie in the courtroom. Yeah. Like doing martial arts in a courtroom. You're like, that's. I checked this all weird. out on Wikipedia after I watched the movie. It's all true. <laughs> Fascinating. Yeah. So when I watched it, it was kind of like with these things in mind. So honestly, I mean, I'm not going to lie, it's a terrible movie. <laughs> it's just terrible. <laughs> Um, and it was one of no, like now like, I want to see it. Like you got like, me excited uh, about seeing it now. It's like terrible only in the way because it's about obviously a cyborg who holds the key to the plague that's destroying humanity. Yeah, well, obviously to Castle Grayskull. So yeah. that was yeah. duh. So that yeah. was the prequel yeah. to outbreak. So <laughs> yes. yeah, essentially, but you know, obviously there's a big bad dude who doesn't who wants to cure for himself so he can hold it over humanity. Who but, is Frank Langella playing Skeletor? Oh, if only, <laughs> only. Anyway, so um, yeah, it's really bad. Boob. It's bad only because like it, the cyborg herself, she's like an actress, and she talks, and she says, "I'm a cyborg," and then she pulls off her wig, and then suddenly she's no longer an actress. <laughs> like they did this really bad. I don't even know what. Like obviously, it's not CGI because you just smash really cut to like a, just a doll. Yeah, like a doll just sitting there moving like this. <laughs> 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 just like, what am I watching? Oh my god! So it was. Just my powers horrible. are my wig. As and soon as course, I take it off, yeah, really bad wigs. Like Van Damme had the best and the worst wig ever, ever. It was like hanging in his face, and he. Like, oh, uh, and the flashbacks. Oh god, yeah. yes. It was just like, oh, oh man. So I mean, in a way, I kind of like was entertained and amused while I was watching it, but it it was still un- unwatchable. Like. It really was. It was pretty bad. But I've heard that they use the intro to like songs, like rock songs, metal songs. Like there's a there's a um, a voiceover intro, you know, that explains to you what happened. Mm. Yeah, and I guess it's super popular in metal bands. But mm. huh, I did yeah. not know that. Mm-hmm. And I have heard it, like, because when I heard it, I was like, oh, this sounds familiar. Maybe I have seen this movie, but no, I just heard the intro in songs. Because I used to be a metalhead back in high school. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. I appreciate that IMDb made sure that the first thing you see is the bit about him, the dude losing the eye. <laughs> is it really? It would have been mean if they had put it in goofs. I think you it, know? Was, yeah. <laughs> he, it was like an absurdly uh, low amount of money that the guy won, too, because it was he's way like, back when. I think five it was, million dollars. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was only like $500,000 or something. something. Well, according to this, like it says million. one eye. Yeah, it's yeah. one eye. <laughs> He lost one eye. You're like, like so. So he's not totally blinded. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. but if you want to lose an eye, you don't want to lose it for cyborg. Like, <laughs> also, if you're a stunt guy, you don't want to lose an eye because it fucks up your depth perception. Yeah, also, so he done. I don't think he. I think he was in one other movie after that, the stunt guy. Yeah, and that was it. Because I tried to look him up to see like what he looked like because I'm morbid that way, and uh, <laughs> I couldn't find him bro, anywhere. Bro, what's your plus, eye look like? Yeah, can I, see, can I you, see under your patch? If you got like kicked in the face or stabbed or something on an actual movie set. 
as a stunt guy, I feel like every any movie you worked on after that, you'd always be like skittish with an actor. You know right. what I mean? If you're not working with a with a, another stunt they're at, person, they're at lunch break. Like, okay, and don't don't do that. Well, yeah. here's the thing that's kind of bothering me. You're a stunt man. You go like you you have insurance. Like you have. You go into movies knowing, I'm going to get the shit kicked out of me. I could die, yeah. yeah. I could die. Like, mm-hmm. this is my job, is to make this guy look good and, like, not die while doing my job. But, like, I'm going to get hurt. Yeah, but there's a difference between, like, I know people who are stunt people. And I, I know people who've, like, worked as stunt people. And, like, there's a difference between working. Like, you should have worked the stunt enough without a knife that that doesn't happen yeah and I, I would blame that on Van Damme yeah. for sure oh yeah yep. oh yeah it's definitely his fault well it is giving me an idea for a screenplay oh, God, Van no. Damme plays himself and this guy turns into a serial killer after the fact coming to get revenge on Van Damme he just wants to blind him but like just, just okay. real quick everybody's seen JCCD right no no he still kills people in the process we don't need another universal soldier we don't but 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 to be real JCVD is an amazing movie if you haven't yes, seen it. Yes, it is. It's an incredible flick. Yeah. But also like current day Van Damme, he's like wearing a mask of his face. Oh. <laughs> it's pretty weird. <laughs> I, Too much now plastic that's, surgery. Well, that's I mean, in sorry. my mind now. Thank you. Like he is. It's like he's wearing a mask of his own face that doesn't fit properly. I don't know. <laughs> to take his weird. face <laughs> off. Yeah. And then it'll just be a doll sitting there oh, twitching. Well done. And then it'll just be a doll sitting there twitching. <laughs> Me and Ruth just became best friends. Yeah, I know. Because it's happening. Do you want to do karate in the garage? Yep. <laughs> as long as Van Damme's not there with a knife. Yep. <laughs> yeah, deal's off there. Yeah. All right, so let's move back one year to 1988 with Die Hard. Yes. I know. This yes. is shocking. We actually found this out not too long ago that she had never seen Die Hard. Didn't, like... No, it wasn't. Well, I thought it was on our like on Nerd Rage. No, it was. It was, it was. Okay. on Nerd Rage, and it was controversial. And I kept it a secret because I didn't want Marcus to be mad at me. Um, <laughs> I'm mad. This is like perfect timing because isn't that this month's uh, Patreon movie? It's uh, December's Patreon. December's. Okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, so Chris's boyfriend Marcus is a huge Die Hard fan. Um, when she told him I was watching this, he was like, "No, she gets the privilege of watching." She. I said, "Beth has to watch Die Hard this week," and he goes, "No, she doesn't have to watch it. She She's gets." To watch mm-hmm. it. <laughs> so, okay, I don't. Oh my gosh, if you shit on Die Hard right now, I'm I'm not. Not. it is the greatest studio. Christmas movie and, like, ever. I can't, ever. Yes. So ever. I can't evaluate it because, one, everybody loves it. Two, this is, okay, listen, don't make that face at I, me, woman. Okay, I'm trying not to, okay. but I'm, I'm worried. I'm, I have to come. The full disclosure of this is that I'm coming at this, and the reason I was watching it to begin with before we did the show mm. is because I'm stage managing a show right a musical, now right? that is a like diehard Christmas parody musical. So I've now watched rehearsals for that for like two months, and now I'm watching the original source material. So it makes watching it very weird and very different <laughs> because like there are points like every time he starts fighting someone, I'm like, oh, well, this is a good time to check my phone because I also don't pay attention to the fights in the show because like I know this is just five minutes of my life. Like, so it wasn't like, like it was just, it was hard to engage with. It was hard to engage with having coming at it from that like weird perspective. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just, it was hard to engage with coming at it from the perspective of feeling like I've been working on it for two months. 
Um, so this is so a musical like, that you're stage managing? Yeah, I'm stage managing a musical um, that with the, I work with. A, I'm a production manager at a theater company in North Hollywood, and every year we do a, a naughty and nice Christmas rep series, and they do It's a Wonderful Life, the radio play, and they do a very diehard Christmas, which is um, it's like a it's a musical. It's a musical. It's Please tell me there's parties. a song in it called Now I Have a Machine Gun. Ho ho ho. No, oh. there is not. Um, but we do have like I'm <laughs> I'm Mr. Hans. I'm have, writing it um, right now. I'm Mr. Hans Gruber to the tune of the like. Snow Miser and Heat Miser song. <laughs> um, there's, uh, it's a very diehard Christmas. Da, 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 da. Um, yeah. And <laughs> thank you for that. There you go. There's like a bunch of them. It sounds amazing. Yeah. There are a bunch yeah. of them. It's really fun. We make the walls explode. There's fake blood everywhere. Um, it's really like it's really fun. But like it's just it was weird to then. Yeah. Watch this. See the actual movie. Like, you need to actually see like the actual source material, weird, right? and also realize that. Also realize that like a lot of things in our script are wrong. Um, which I was like posting on our group on Facebook as I was watching it. One of the actors just commented, "Beth is the darkest timeline audience member," um, <laughs> which I kind of am. So no, I mean it was it was great. It was great, and and I see why people love it, and it was really fun, and I think I need to maybe watch it again when I'm not knees deep and wanting to just like yes. murder everybody involved with this show. Yes. Yes, watch them all. For sure. So, uh, yes. I yeah. saw the one with the first Justin Long yeah. on a really three. bad date. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was no, the, a really bad date. Those are the ones day. you have to watch. The one with Justin Long and Jack Courtney. Aww. Yeah, well, yeah. No, you have to watch that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I mean, you can't put those in the same category. I know. No, no, Justin Long isn't nearly as bad as the one. I don't even count the one with Jack Courtney as a diehard movie. Because it wasn't. Exactly. It was a different script, and they're like, oh, let's just put the name Die Hard on it. It's so dumb. It's just also, not, it wasn't a Die Hard movie. the other thing I knew about Die Hard before I saw it was, this is another thing, an old job. Um, I used to, we had Hardy Boys manga that we did, and I was uh, rescanning all of them to realign them for digital publishing, because my job is boring. But, um, so... Anyway, one of them was, uh, it was written by Scott Lobdell, and it was, he just wanted to write Die Hard, and it was called Live Free or Die Hardy, and it was literally just the plot of Die Hard. <laughs> like, it was That's just, amazing. it was just the plot of Die Hard with the Hardy Boys. Like, that it was sounds very funny. amazing. It's amazing. It's actually very good, but I had read that, and that was my only other context on Die Hard. Scott, who's the current writer of the movie, um, whatever that movie's out there right now, um, Scott wrote the movie. Uh, oh my god, you, you guys! You no, know, the, the, the picture one. with the, the movie, moving thing. With the thing, and there's the guy in it, right? It's on film. Yeah. Well, I don't yeah, know what movie Scott wrote. And it's gonna come out eventually. No, the one that just came out that was like up top of the box office for like, um, you know, the one where she relived over and over and over again. Oh, oh happy death happy day. death day! Thank you, happy death day. Oh. He wrote that. Oh, I didn't know Scott the context that. of that movie. I just yeah, thought it there was a billboard near my house. I didn't know what it was. Just Scott wrote the same. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's all. It had nothing to do with Die Hard. I'm sorry. So anyway, obviously everybody <laughs> loves Die Hard, and it was great. But I'm probably in a weird context to have watched it. Okay. Is it still? Are you still going with a blast? Yeah. No. It was. It was fun. It was okay. fun. It was great. You're giving it a blast. Uh, mm-hmm. Alan okay. Rickman oh. is a whole thing. Oh, okay. Oh, we can say yes. friends. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Then let's uh, let's head on back to 1986 with Solar Babies. Guys. Guys. What? Guys. Solar yeah. Babies. Wait. What? No, wait. Who in this room has seen Solar Babies before? Am I really Chirp. the only person? Chirp. No. Okay. Real quick. Real, real quick. Okay. So this is a Mel Brooks production, actually. It's out of his production house. And it's... So I saw it when I was a kid. Loved it. But I didn't remember anything. And when I went in to rewatch it, I remembered everything wrong. I thought it was a different planet. Like, I was like, I know there's, like, orphans and they roller skate. 
But no, guys. Yeah, that's what you told me when I mentioned that to yeah. you. Oh, like, yeah, like, they're like in space or like some like, different planet. It's the Lost Boys cast. That's no. what I wanted to see. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's the Lost Boys cast. So, first mm-hmm. of all, it's just star-studded all over the place and it's ridiculous. Um, I I love it. Okay, so I don't even know how to encapsulate this because it's like five different <laughs> movies that happen. So, basically, like, it's kind of like a, the Tank Girl movie uh, where kind of landscape where water has dried up. It's a thousand years in the future. And it's now the year 41, because that makes sense. Um, but so the, all the water is like gone, or it's like held by like this very like Nazi like regime that's running everything now. And so these kids is there keep a Thunderdome. Yeah, yeah it's just, it's no, 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 just Mad Max. No, 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 no. That's the thing. It's like Goonies meet Mad Max meets. It's ridiculous. It's so it's so much fun. Okay, so I'm definitely renting this for two ninety nine. Yeah, yeah, do that. Amazon Prime. Anyways, so so these kids show up. Obviously, everybody's in roller skates, and the first time you see them, they're in like obviously. obviously. Um, but there's this great like monologue by oh, what's his name? Shit. I can't think of his name now, um, but he does this like random monologue about like w- what's going on in the world, and like there's this legend that this thing will come and a bodai that will come save everybody, but maybe it's not a- just I don't know, and like that's how it ends. You're like you don't know, you just you just said it. What's happening? <laughs> Anyways, so he he and he also says that he hates his job because he runs the orphanage that's on the outskirts of the wasteland, and all that keeps happening is that people come and drop off their kids at this orphanage and then they're trained to be like part of this police force the solar babies yeah so uh, uh, wait no but this is we have this ragtag crew that suddenly like you see that they've snuck out and there's this like roller rink thing and they have basically lacrosse things so it's like a mix of like lacrosse and hockey but on roller skates no roller blades by the way no roller skates cool for that yeah oh yeah so then, but wait. So now they're playing. So they play this game, and all of a sudden, like, a lot harder than yeah. And they have like these like ragtag crew, and there's like a chick, and there's like like just this ragtag like crew, and all of a sudden the the you know the cool blonde kids show up, and they have the all black armor like suit thing, and they and they throw down it. So you think this whole th- and their team is called Solar Babies, and then their oh. teams are called the Scorpions. So you think that this whole movie is going to be about that? No, no, totally switches. And the one of the little, like the little mascot kid who is freaking adorable, like he is like the human version of Fievel. He's adorable. <laughs> he, uh, he doesn't have hearing, so he has like these, like, um, they even call them, I think, like electric ears or something. And while well, they're running away because the, uh, the leader of this, like, police force i love this look i'm getting by the way um the the leader of this police force is like all buddy buddy with like the aryan blonde kids and he was fine watching it until like the solar baby started beating his team and then all of a sudden that's when the adults roll in with these crazy like just battle armor like vehicles be like okay you must stop and like against this is against the rules and they all run away and they just basically go to underground tunnels and they just can't follow okay so so far you've explained Mad Max, Swing yep. Kids, yep. Mighty Ducks. Mighty, mighty Ducks. Ducks. Yes. No, it's straight mighty up Mighty Ducks. Ducks. Can you imagine yeah. who was pitching this in the studio? Oh, no, no. It's a cross between. Just wait. Uh, 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 it's uh. this movie. So that's the first movie, because I'm telling you there's five different ones that's happening, right? We're not going to go through all five, right? No. We've already I'm gone gonna... through three. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, I'll just really just quick. Three? So then, so the little kid finds, like, this orb, and that's uh, Ban- Bandai, or whatever his name is, and he can, like, it can communicate with him, and it heals his ears, and, like... They know that they have to like take him somewhere, and then it gets stolen, and then it just turns into this whole adventure. Now we're in metamorpho. Yeah, it's or, gets, or the golden child. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it gets, cr- but it's so, it's so much fun. It's like, to me, it, it gave me the feeling of like Willow, like that type of adventure, but it had like the Goonies, like we're all friends and all that kind of stuff. And they, they escape from the thing and they end up in more trouble, but it's just, it's, it's super fun. It's, it's a total blast. Like, I will say nothing more about it. I'll, I'll take your word for it. Cause right. based on the plot description you just gave me, I'm more confused than when I saw Batman v Superman. I'm not gonna <laughs> like, it sounded so complicated. It's, it's, wait, honestly, wait, wait. Does I anybody just... push a Jolly Rancher into somebody else's mouth? Yeah, right. Oh my God. No, yeah, luckily that does not happen. Okay. All right. I'm not, I can't, I can't, I don't know. All right. Well, I can't really fun. because when I couldn't sleep last night, I rewatched Wild Wild West. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we talked oh, about man. this in the car. Yes. Speaking of terrible, awful, fantastic movies. Mm-hmm. And God, I re- that's yeah. such a fun, terrible watch. That movie watch. is not good, but also very good, and so much hornier than I remember it being. Yeah, we uh, we just we did a commentary track for our Patreon like what, one two months ago on that one. Uh, yeah, two months. Yeah, I probably haven't seen it, it since. I don't think we stopped <laughs> once during that movie. No, no, there was plenty to say about that movie. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, let's uh, jump on back to 1941 with a little picture called "Dress to Kill." Um, it's uh, it's your classic. Who done it? Murder mystery, if uh, if you can call it that. So this movie is, I guess, it's based off a book. And I would actually, I think, I want to read the book because the character, the main character, is such a douche nozzle that I just, I don't see how he, he seems very bad at detective work. Uh, the character's name is uh, Michael Shane, and it starts off with him. He's getting ready to get married, and he is getting a suit. And he can't, he doesn't have the money to pay for the suit, but he's like, I'm good for it. And then he goes, I'm going to get a new case. And then he just happens to stumble on a murder that's happened. And he's totally (laughs) fucking, yeah, yeah, exactly. And he's totally shady about it. He immediately sends the maid out who discovers the murder. He's like, you go get this person. And he jumps on the phone with the press, the newspaper. And he's like, hey, how much will you pay me if I give you the scoop before I call the police? And they're like, this much. And he's like, perfect. And give me this much more if I keep you you know, uh, apprised of the situation. And they're like, perfect. And then he calls the cops, brings them in. And he's like constantly like stealing evidence and stuff to help his own investigation. And he's constantly thwarting the police. At one point he figures out a bunch of suspects. He goes and meets one of them, uh, makes a deal with them for more money. And by the end of it, he's, he's loaded, uh, by the time he finishes this investigation, but also it all happens in one day. He's supposed to get married that day. And his fiance leaves him at the end of the day because the case is more important than her, apparently, and she runs off with some other dude. It's okay, she had that guy locked and loaded. Yeah, this, was, was... this was not a thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she had nothing does. to do with the case because she... that does not happen the day of. Yeah, yeah well, because she, she, she makes reference to that guy yeah. like yeah. twice throughout the movie where she's like, such that she's like, I told you to stop talking about that guy. And then at the end, he has like a note. She's like, I got tired of waiting and ran off with this guy. You're like, wow, that was That's quick. some true That's love. Right there. Already, yeah. <laughs> um, Goodness. Yeah, it's, uh, well, it can't, can't be a, you know, supposed noir if he ends up happy at the end. That's true. It's true. But good point. it, uh, I mean, the good news is it was, it was a time when movies were much shorter than they are now. So it's hour just and over. 14 minutes. Yeah. Dead. Oh, wow. <laughs> but it felt so much longer than that. <laughs> Cyborg uh, was the same. It was only 90 minutes. And I was like, this movie is. Oh, my God. Four. Are you? Yeah, okay. I, I know y'all can't see it at home. No, no, this I heard screen two hours and 12 minutes when I, I pulled it up. Okay. No, no. I'm glad oh, you brought that up. Because I want to oh, mention, no. I want to mention these spirited well, young black men. That's the face I was making listening to you do the synopsis. So hold on. So there's a scene in a theater. And the show starts, and they're backstage, and these two black characters in the movie 
are sweeping, and when the music starts on stage, they break into a delightful dance number on their own. Because oh, no. it's a little soft shoe, huh? Yeah, yeah. pretty much. <laughs> and then, uh, and then he he's like, "Hey, how'd you guys like to make five bucks?" And he basically uses them to reenact the murder. Honestly, and the whole five time, bucks is a lot of money a lot in 1941. <laughs> well, he's making deals for like 500 with people, so he had like he's like I said, by the time the movie's over, I think he's got like two grand. And you're just like, not bad. Yeah. So <laughs> not bad. 1940. Dude. Um, yeah. yeah, it was just and that was my one, house for that. But I will say this: I will say this. Aside from the two black characters, there's also one Asian playing an Asian. It's not, you know. Oh, like, his name is Sam too. So I, when I looked it up, oh, I was no. like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> so yeah, it was just funny when I when I pulled it up and hit images. It was this black dude looking like, "What the white folks doing?" So <laughs> it was just kind of interesting. That, uh, he also kind of guesses the killer wrong at the end of the movie. So I'm gonna <laughs> kind of, sort of. There's like because there's like two people involved. Sort of like Wait, you're gets, wrong. You're wrong. He gets like, there's the, no kind of. <laughs> he, he gets the actual. He gets yeah. the actual killer right, but then there's another person who knows about everything who also tries to kill. I don't know. It's just one of those where you're like, you are not good at your job. Um, so I'm I'm gonna have to give this a, a, a guess. Maybe his real job is being a con man. He seems great at that. He Maybe would he, just he didn't would be very married. good at that. Yeah. Yeah, he just didn't want to get married. Yeah, get little did we know he's the other murderer. He <laughs> did all this to get some money and get away from his wife. Look, soon the, to be the way the movie started, it could have easily been that situation. <laughs> I need a case. I'm gonna go kill some people and point the finger at someone else. Ah. The the police are completely inept throughout the whole thing. The it's it's very much like a Sherlock. And uh, what's what's the the detective's name in Sherlock Holmes? I'm blanking right now. Lestrade. It's very much like a Lestrade Sherlock situation where he's just an idiot, and <laughs> and the, the, the private eye gets the the one up on him like all the time. So anyway, that's blast from the past, everybody. <laughs> nice. I'm telling you, solar babies, do it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so let's take our next commercial break, and when we come back, uh, we're going to talk all about geek sheet promotions. Woo! If you wish to join the conversation, give us a call nine zero nine three six zero eight three three zero or messages on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash jack of all nerds, or hit us up in the chat on twitch.tv forward slash jack of all nerds. We will be right back. Welcome back to the Jack of All Nerds on Chaotic Radio. Tonight, we've got the ladies from Geek Geek Promotions in the studio. Woo! Oh, it's just me that time. All right. <laughs> that music cue was the best part of Batman vs. Superman. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> um, and actually, before, I know we were going to get into your guys' stuff, but we did have a, a listener comment here on the Twitch uh, asking a question I'm not sure we'll be able to address fully because it is Justice League related. But here's what they said. A friend and I were talking earlier about how forced Justice League felt uh, they uh, like they could have drawn out the development towards it, and they felt like they forced it fast to catch up with Marvel. Definitely killed Superman too soon. Haven't seen Justice League yet, but how do you all feel about it? And then they followed it up with they also felt they really underestimated the value and potential of what they already had with Superman, Ben Affleck as Batman, and Gal Gadot for Wonder Woman. I agree. Yeah, I I didn't see it yet either, but I think they could have 
they could have drawn it out further. They didn't have to get to the team so fast. And as I told, uh, for the listeners, I told everybody here earlier, but I did get a good two years of will Superman come back as four people jokes out of him dying. But um, <laughs> they did hurry it along a little bit. Yeah, it was very fast. Trying to catch up with the Marvel movies. Uh, it's absolutely rushed. And, mm-hmm. and the, the thing with them rushing it that I completely don't understand about what DC's doing is they're, they're racing against nobody. Mm-hmm. Because there's no mm-hmm. reason for them to hurry up and do the ensemble. There really isn't. We're about to get, you know, Black Panther and they're going to do the Infinity War movies. So we're going to kind of need that break. But instead they were like, we need to hurry up and just do everybody right now and then we'll go back and do origin stories. When if they built it the way Marvel did, if that's what they wanted to do, they could have had a billion dollar Justice well, League yep. movie and by that time. For me, it kind of feels like because what Marvel did is that they did the individual movies to build up the hype for the group movie. And it feels like Warner Brothers doesn't have faith in the individual characters. And I know they're, they are trying to rush, but it just felt like, well, we'll throw them all into one movie and then that'll get people geared up for their individual movies. And it just seems like the complete, like, ass backwards way to do that. And, but mm-hmm. Marvel made us care about characters that for the most part, nobody, like, as much as everybody is now like, oh yeah, Iron Man's so cool. Nobody was really checking for Iron Man back then unless you yeah, were already nope. a fan well, of the what books. About the, I mean, everything. even the Guardians. I mean, yeah, nobody Guardians, knew who the yeah, Guardians were mm-hmm. until the movie came Absolutely. out. Absolutely. Yep. And I, I remember being like, who are these guys? And the trailer sold me and I was like, I'm gonna go check it out. And we all enjoyed it. They got two movies now. So, What's to say they couldn't have had a great standalone Aquaman movie that made you give a damn about the character? First of all, nobody's ever given a damn about Aquaman. No, but that's, that's <laughs> my point, As soon as Jason though. Momoa was cast, even, that's even then, I don't know. I haven't seen Justice League, but even then, I'm just like, I really don't care. That's I'll my take whole, a whole point, movie, though. But if I they really had done a whole Guardians. standalone movie about him... I guarantee, like, you you were going to give Vinny Chase a chance to do it when they were doing Aquaman <laughs> on Entourage, so why not? So, I, I think they just, they overstepped, and I didn't, I wasn't even excited to go, and the only reason that we went Thursday was because I was going to be busy this weekend, I was like, my kids want to go see it, we're going to go, but I was like, oh, we, we can go check it out, it might be sold out, whatevs, I'll take you get ice cream. <laughs> I, like I have some strong opinions on this that I shouldn't voice publicly. <laughs> you haven't seen the movie yet. No, but on... The no, then you're the perfect person, so... I mean, that's yeah, what right. this show's all about. We talk so the much shit on stuff. The reason to, like, not have done the individual movies is that I don't think they made their characters good enough for me to care. I but it's the same thing with Marvel. Like, I didn't I've ever care heard about Beth get ever. Either. But, like... <laughs> I, don't, I mean, honestly, yeah. like... I didn't care about and I think, okay, I think it's... I think it's one of those things where I think that this is a fundamental difference a lot of times in the comics as well as that I feel like a lot of times Marvel characters are developed to be people who happen to be superheroes and DC characters are developed to be superheroes who happen to be people. And if you break it down, Batman and Superman are fucking boring. They're boring. Like, (laughs) they're archetypes and if you try to enhance them or give them character, you get people mad. Yeah, because like, that's, that's not... why people were mad about the first Superman movie. Yep. He doesn't drink beer and throw people's trucks into a yeah, lamppost. Yeah, they tried to develop him as like a human character. DC characters are not human characters, and that's not compelling to watch from a story standpoint. So the only way that you make them interesting is by putting them all together and letting them fight something. Hmm. And if you're trying to then compare it to the Marvel... If the Marvel movies didn't exist, people would think this was amazing. Hmm. Well, f- to be fair, that's what I'm saying. Uh, so neither like, of us because have seen I mean, it yet. yeah, I get that because they would have nothing to compare. They would have it to. nothing to yeah. compare it to. Yeah. They would have nothing to compare it to. So it would be 
a really cool like maybe that's thing. why Batman Forever and Batman and Robin were such a success at the box office. Oh, that's right, maybe. they really were. Yeah, I just I don't know. I I just think fun. it got rushed because they didn't make their Let's characters interesting enough, or when they did, they didn't stand by it and lean into it. They got upset that people got upset and decided to pull back from giving people depth and just make a spectacle. And see, when we've had these conversations with all of us, because like they used to give me so much shit because I was on the Man of Steel set for like three weeks, and that's what's up. Okay, but I used to always defend. Just drop that real quick. No, well, I mean, no, because this is something that we they constantly love going back to. Oh, well, you know, he just loves it because he's on set. No, I love the humanization. See, I love the humanization of Superman and Man of Steel, and I felt like it was better because they tried to give him something, and then everybody hated it because, like you said, I've never heard it put that way, and I loved it. It was absolutely great. (laughs) <laughs> but it was it was a a way of showing the fact that he is misplaced and he is actually the superhero and not playing somebody. He's playing a human and he's got to fit in this world. So he has no reason to be happy because everybody was complaining and he was always sad. He's got no reason to be happy. Now he's dead. They missed him and he comes back and it's like, OK, we're going to go with the lighter Superman now. Mm-hmm. But they were setting that story up. And nobody wanted to hear it because well, they were so used to going to Marvel movies that are all bright and, and I, fun. I will and, say this about him coming back and then they're saying they're going to make him a lighter Superman. I don't necessarily have so much of an issue with that because I would assume that if you had even a near-death experience, that might change your perspective a little bit. But what they did is they lightened everybody, every character. So you, you got – you know, Batman making jokes and like yeah. At that point, it's just obvious that they're trying to make it well, Avengers. Yeah. yeah. See, and I'm no, like, I didn't see that, but like, right yeah, that you is, can you can make yeah. a character. But that's why they brought him on. Mm-hmm. You can make we need Superman this to be Avengers. Mm-hmm. There's a way to make Superman lighter and still human. I mean, mm-hmm. if you want to, if you want to talk the Marvel DC comparison, like the the comparable person personality-wise or whatever, in the Marvel Universe is Cap, you know, in that he has this strong moral compass. He has this, you know... Language? Yeah, he has this strong moral compass. He's always the person who has, like, the most optimism and hope or whatever. And that's the role that Superman is supposed to fill on the Justice League. And they were able to do that with Cap and still make him a human person. And he also, you know, was dead and came back to life. Like, there are ways that you can humanize a person like that without... It doesn't have to be all dark or all light, and I don't think they're doing a good job of giving. There's all these are all very good actors. I just don't yeah. think yeah. they're being given material that's allowing them to, you know, portray a fully fleshed human. I think yeah. I think Supergirl, the TV show now, is the best version of mm-hmm. making somebody just good. Like she's just through and through good, but she's still a person. Do you know uh, what I mean? Supposedly like supposedly they're gonna make her go dark this year. Yeah. Well, but just. F- from what we've seen, like she's excellent and she's adorable and she's fun, but like you believe her as a person. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like a lot of mistakes people make when they either write or even sometimes act a superhero that's like that, they just make them like, I'm good. And it's just very, you know, on yeah. the surface and there's nothing else going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, you were saying the, the parallel to Captain America and in the Marvel movies, when Cap is Cap, he he does very much do the inspiration thing, but when he's not necessarily donning the costume, you can see this the internal struggle, mm-hmm. and that's you're absolutely right. In the like Man of Steel, I don't think they did a good job of showing that when he is Superman, you still felt like he's just always having the struggle. I, mm-hmm. I guess yeah, the, he's supposed but, to be this beacon of hope, and I just never got that from him. And so. also conversely, I just 
I feel like, and while a lot of people disagree with me on this, I honestly think Clark Kent is the most interesting part of Superman, and we don't see much of that. Yeah. We don't see much of him in that. Yeah, at all, really. <laughs> yeah. But. Uh, so the the person that posed the question, just threw up another comment, said the Superman Unchained comic did an amazing job of making Superman feel human by creating a conflict within him about being Superman. Mm-hmm. Uh, he felt so awkward about it, uh, he even let people talk down to him. Well, I think yeah, that's where Superman they were going Unchained, in the first two movies. Uh, Superman mm. Unchained is a weird series, but it's it's good, and it does it does what it's trying to do well, I think, in terms of showing that struggle. I think it's a little on the nose, but that's me personally. Yeah. BVS, I think, took this, this is the world we live in approach. And this is what would really happen is he'd still be demonized for saving the world because of the damage he did. And that, but it was too on the nose. And I think when they tried to mix it and then all of a sudden Gotham's next to Metropolis and then that whole weird Jolly Rancher guy. Well, that was not, the, the plot of Batman vs. Superman was not the original plot of it. They basically rewrote it in response to the was it originally Spons. Masters of the Universe and they ran out of <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, but, okay. but originally, I don't know what the original story was, but what it, the story it became was a direct response to the response they got from people during Man of Steel when people were like, whoa, this was like an absurd amount of damage. Like when people actually had that reaction to the movie, the studio was not prepared for it. They were actually very surprised. And so the Batman vs. Superman storyline that we ultimately saw came out of that reaction. Um... <laughs> Vader yeah. blew up Alderaan. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel fine. like, again, that Marvel did it better with um, the Civil War. Mm-hmm. The, like, having that where they're superheroes and, like, but they do so much damage, so now everybody's afraid of them, mm-hmm. but there's, like, there's still, like, that. Yeah. And I mean, it gets And you want to talk about yeah. the internal mm-hmm. conflict, Tony's weird PTSD and Iron Iron Man 3 is the movie where Tony is almost never Iron Man, but I think it's the best Iron I Man love movie. it. I, I mean, hate Iron really, Man 3. I love, well, I'm a, I, Shane Black, I love it. I just, yeah, I agree. I love the struggle that he's having with like the fact that he's just a guy in a suit. Like that's when he's like dealing with that. Uh. That, I felt like that was, you know, so every superhero tangent, but... has that movie where they take their powers away, like, you know, it, it was, yeah. oh. And yeah, and it's, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely a particular storyline and type of storytelling that only appeals to a certain <clears throat> group of people. Not everybody's in it. Not everybody's, nobody, not everybody wants to see Demon in a Bottle. Some yeah. people do. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, I know that's not, that's, that's the not only what they Marvel did. Movie. They didn't do Demon in a Bottle, but they did the struggle of demon in a bottle without the alcoholism yeah well, i left they, the theater like physically mad <laughs> really like, yeah, i felt okay. so angry yeah, yeah i didn't care one. for iron man 3 either um and it's like i don't have a problem seeing the struggle like that was not my problem with that no film. my problem with that film was shane black making lethal weapon with iron man <laughs> i did not care for that and and the way it ends too i felt was this slap in the face where he's just like i fixed pepper and you know what fixed me too it's like dude if you could do that the whole time why have we been struggling yeah. with this arc reactor for the past two movies it, it just <sighs> yeah the, the whole mandarin misdirection oh. thing it, it was, oh yeah that was dumb yeah that was dumb there are definitely elements of iron man 3 that are not good but but i i appreciate the i appreciate what it's trying to do especially coming from like this huge avengers movies to get really personal like i liked that 
Yeah, because yeah, it was like, the follow up. I yeah. think if it didn't, if it came in a different place in the way the movies came out, I don't think it would no. have been. I, I, I don't think it would have worked at all. But mm-hmm. coming immediately after Avengers, I think there are parts of it that did. It work. was like a, we need to bring it back down. Yeah, kinda. I do think yeah. there are parts of it that did work for the overall arc of the MCU story. Yeah. A, a listener just said Iron Man three. Uh, Iron Man three's core problem was Aldrich Killian. I hated the performance from Guy Pierce. That was also not good. Yeah. Yes. No. Yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot. I know. I, like, I, 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 I forgot, forgot there was like an too. A and B villain in that. Yeah. Yes. Ugh. Anyways, no, but we like it. Ugh. <laughs> just kidding. I do. No, I do. No, I do, I do too. But like, really yeah, but then like you just like, I'm like, oh, but shit, no, like I right. said, there are definitely things in it that really didn't work. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, it's not at the top of my Marvel hierarchy. But no. It's. I don't know. You know, it gave me the same feeling as the Wolverine. That one. That one I didn't see. I liked that one. I mean. Honestly, it couldn't have done wrong after X-Men 3 and Wolverine origin stories and friends, or as I call it. God, that was a mess. <laughs> Not true. Not what? true. You don't, here's the thing. Here's what, here's what you don't do. Okay? okay. You don't put Wolverine and ninjas in your trailer and then not, not have, have Wolverine him. fight the fucking ninjas. You don't do that. I mean, he don't. does by the end. No, but he doesn't. Yeah, that, he that does. man wasn't in. They shoot him with all his arrows and okay, restrain him. There's no fight. It's like how there was that. There was like almost well, no Batman well, my, in Batman Rises. My, or yeah. Did you Dark see Rises? the director's cut, the, oh, the rated R version? fucking punch you in the dick. <laughs> <laughs> there's a whole scene where he puts them into like a wood chipper. I'm in. Fuck it. Chipper. No, it's not a wood chipper. I don't know. It's some kind of like snow plow, but like oh, it like yeah, dices wait. up the snow and shoots it out the back, and like I think he runs I might over actually saw that a bunch version. of ninjas yeah. with that thing. Well, he fight. Yeah, no, I was still. I liked it. Sorry, <laughs> Wolverine Origins. I that burned me so deep. I think that was the moment that I'm like, I'm just gonna assume all superhero movies are terrible because I can't. I can't do this to myself again because I really thought they were gonna make up for. <laughs> okay, but you X-Men also 3. still do this to yourself yearly, or Fact. like every six months. No, that's true. But no, no, I I try to go in with like much lower expectations. Do you? I do. Mm-hmm. Do yeah. you? Mm-hmm. With Thor, I was I was worried about Thor Ragnarok because when I hear that it's all don't you start this, miss. I'm with Beth on this one. I am always I'm just very excitable, okay? Uh, well, <laughs> excitable listener, is- uh said the Wolverine is pretty good, but what the fuck did they do to Silver Samurai? Which, yeah, that was unfortunate. That was a dumpster fire there. I mean, they made him a mech. Yeah, they d- 100% did. <laughs> A samurai mech. Also, um, excitable <laughs> is uh, code for judgy. Mm. <laughs> All right. I'm just trying to start a are, fight. Are you guys, this is yeah, not our nerd she, raid. Are you guys going to go fisticuffs? Oh, yeah, we might. No, we won't. <laughs> she won't fight me. No. Well, oh, let's, okay. Let's, oh, oh. It's okay, oh. guys. Sit in the middle. It's fine. Look, as much as violence sells tickets, uh, let's switch gears a little bit. Let's talk about Geek Sheet Promotions <laughs> before, we, before we break up the band. Yeah. Good segue. Good, take, good, good job, guys. Good game. <laughs> um, so for people that aren't familiar, what is Geek Sheet Promotions? Geek Chic Promotions is a multifaceted company that us three ladies run that has to do with uh, pop culture. So we have different components, which includes uh, Ruthann, who does is the president of sponsorships and events. Mm-hmm. So she usually she has clients, which she'll tell you about in a second. And then there's Beth, who runs, who's the editor in chief of our comics line. So she handles the comic consultation part of our business. And then we also do Comic Con programming, which is what I usually head up. And then we do themed events, which all of us do together. So, 
that is uh, yeah, and that's Andy actually how about. it started was theme events, and then themed it just events. exploded into awesomeness. Yes, I, I came up with the idea to do themed events. I asked Ruthann to join me mm-hmm. on this venture, and then we brought in our third. So, yes. you want to talk about what you do a little bit? Yeah. More? So, um, with sponsorships and events, are like what I do specifically with Hyper RPG mm-hmm. is I help these, um, and it's great too because a lot of them it, it kind of fell in my lap where they're all friends that they either have YouTube channels, Twitch channels, um, are just personalities on their own. Uh, they do, uh, like Sneaky Zebra who does cosplay music videos, all that kind of stuff. So there's uh, a little bit of everything where they just got so busy and like their YouTube channel or whatever is taking off and they can't handle, um, finding, you know, sponsorships and branding partnerships on their own. So I work with them for like, you know, putting together their media kits and all that kind of stuff and then actually going out and taking meetings and just hooking them up with sponsorships. Nice. Mm-hmm. In terms of uh, Comic-Con programming, we work with several different Comic-Cons. Um, currently, we're working with Comic-Con Revolution and our mm-hmm. next show is February in West Palm Beach. And then we have one in May, which is in Ontario, which is right next door. And uh, we do uh, create and put together their whole programming grid for the entire weekend and we run it on site. We book guests. We do the whole shebang so that they can concentrate on their show floor, their exhibitors, getting in, getting out, doing all that stuff. Um, and that, and that's uh, – we also do mod- moderating. Mm-hmm. Beth will step in. She'll moderate some panels if necessary mm-hmm. as well, too, So um, if people yeah. need it. And so for comics mm-hmm. – comics. I'm not normally allowed to explain what we do because Chris <laughs> says I'm bad at it. Way to throw me under the bus. No, because we they really have so many do parts love that, each other. They have I so swear. many parts that they do, and I'm like, eh, I don't know, we do stuff. She can't throw you under the bus. She drove the motherfucker <laughs> just now. That was <laughs> that was harsh. No, yeah. she underplays excited. what she does. That's why. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's okay. hear. You guys, um, you guys. So we offer um, between Chris and I. Chris helps me on the editorial side. Um, we both come from comics and well I come from prose editing background as well um, so we offer editorial services um, we can help you if you're doing your own book and you need an editor or you want help doing organizing finding artists or you know just uh, consultation stuff we offer all of those services and then we also offer custom comics publishing um, if you are a company if like let's say one of the sponsors that we work with or one of our clients wanted to do a promotional comic or um, really anything that was a custom comic for their company they can come to us and we will basically help them put that together um you know we'll find them a writer we'll find them their artist we'll put it all together make sure it gets done help them get quotes from printers i've worked as a production manager um so i've done a lot with printing and i worked at image stuff. So, so i've done i have edited oh i think over 75 titles over 250 comics at image mm-hmm. different series there wow. so that's my background mm-hmm. it's from image comics she was a proofreader over at DC, and that's how we met. Yeah, actually. as a proofreader at DC, I've been a marketing assistant mm-hmm. and a production coordinator at um, Paper Cuts Graphic Novels. I was a managing editor at a comics company. Mm-hmm. Um, I so it's kind used of like to edit young know. adult books. Yeah. I've done a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I used to be a journalist. I've worked in comics journalism, which is where my moderating skills come in. And that's why we we were so. 
I have a weird resume. We guys. fit in very well with with Comic Cons. <laughs> well, no, yeah. you're 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 making like a power team between your, your yeah. three yeah, skill sets. Yeah, it really it really helps the yes. fact that all of our weaknesses are covered by the other strengths, and mm-hmm. it, it works really well. Because like, and on the event side, like when Chris brought me in, it's because I bartended uh, for eleven years. I I managed different clubs, mm-hmm. and I also um did lighting for uh, almost 15 years of uh, stage as well as uh, different events even here in L.A. So um, And I still work as a production manager, and I do mm -hmm. lighting and sound design for theaters and stuff. So between Rue and I, we can wire any room. (laughs) So, yeah, and not only that, but help, like, really design and pull everything together and make it geek chic instead of, Mm -hmm. like, just having, you know, an obvious... I work as a prop designer. Yeah, so we're we're all about, like, all the very small details of, like... uh, how the drinks are, the type of like food that we get, so it all matches on theme, um, and yeah, and we can run I make big, a lot we of graphics. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, we have a listener that says, "I love Geek Chic live streams. They come on during the most difficult part of my work shift." Oh, good, oh, oh, good to help. Great. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You need need somebody to rage with you. We're here. We're here. We got you. We do also do the live stream. Yeah, yeah. 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 Mention that Nerd Rage every Wednesday, Whiskey Wednesday, Whiskey Wednesday. We drink some whiskey and we and we nerd rage and we rage about yep. some stuff for the week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whatever like nerd news has come out that really uh, just peeved us. And but we always uh, or 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 got us excitable. Oh. Stop. I'm very actually not watching. There was some really big air. But we, but we also always end with a nerd rave, so it kind of cleans, cleanses the palate. Like, yeah, that's right up my alley. Yeah, yeah. Come nerd stuff and whiskey. Yes, come watch it every every Wednesday at three on our Facebook page, or we've just started. We have a Twitch channel too. Yeah. Now, how did how did you three come to know each other? That's a good story. All right. So uh, Chris and I met when um, her boyfriend was working with her on a comic book. She was still in Chicago. Mm -hmm. And it was San Diego. What year would that be? When what? When I met Marcus? Yeah. When well, and I met you as well. Uh, Was two thousand? I want to say nine. Wait. What year is it? Two thousand seven, seventeen. Yeah, so it'd be two thousand nine because uh, then you two thousand nine. Yeah. yeah, don't forget time is a construct. Yeah, <laughs> but then Beth and I met later on about four years ago. Yeah. We were both on no, yeah, a show. Yeah, so three years ago because I just moved. It can't oh, be that's that. right. I just I had just moved here, um, and we were both on uh, the very short lived. There was only one season of it. It was uh, the game show Geeks Who Drink on, on, sci- sci-fi. on sci-fi. Yeah, um, and I was one of the contestants, and Rue was an alternate contestant, which was the for- best job ever. Yeah, I she just got to go to all of the shows just in case somebody didn't yep. show up or got too I just drunk. I hung out in the green room uh, and nerded out with other nerds for yeah. like 14 hours a day. It was awesome. Wow. <laughs> and you got paid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. and I got paid for it, by the way. Yeah. It's great. Uh, Brought my I, comic books and just like hung out. I won my episode. Awesome. Thank you. Um, <laughs> with uh, with my with our buddy JD, who we also see all the time. Now. Yes. Um, and I think I just Ruthann had like some kind of a get yeah, together. and then well, no, it was, no, it was, it was, it was our launch, launch party. Yeah, because it was also I invited, her birthday. Yeah, because I invited her to, to uh, the launch party, launch party, yeah. which was also right. my nerdy thirty party. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, that's so where and we then went. I came and then I came to the party at your apartment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, and we had lots and we had comics in common, and yeah. we mm-hmm. were both editors and had a lot of the same pet peeves and. Also, mm-hmm. yep. comics is weird and tiny, and then it turns yes. out we know all the same people. Yep. Very true. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then, so how did the idea to to do this all come about? Like, well, I was. Um, it actually came from another person. I know who didn't. Yeah, who, who didn't stick around. Um, so I used to work for Girl Scouts, and so I used to do a lot of their programming for them. So which you got was, mob ties. That's nice. Yes, mm-hmm. and so. Um, 
while we were there constructing all these amazing programs for girls, which had to do with comics and movies and all that stuff to introduce these girls to careers, um, there was another manager who was in the leadership department. And she told me her dream of always wanting to do themed events. And she's like, okay, so you know everybody nerdy. We should do this together. And so I was like, that's a fantastic idea. And we did. And she was there for the launch party and everything else. And she was really a driving force of it. However, we kind of verged, like diverged from where she was going with. Yeah, things. she wanted she, she wanted, wanted bridal pa- yeah. like bridal parties mm-hmm. and like showers and all that stuff, and that we were going nerd stuff. Yeah, and we so, hit the. Uh, that's when we started doing conventions, conventions like pretty and much full time. Yeah, doing all the programming, and, so and then we did morphed. all the pre parties, the post parties for all the conventions as right. well. And so she was just like, you know what, guys? Like, I'm going to do this solo my way. And hey, if like, but it was very amicable. There was no like, it right. was like oh, yeah, she's the best. She was like, if I need your help, I'm going to call you. If you need mine, you call me. And we do. We'll, yeah. we'll call her if we need a moderator. But she made that like inception kind of happen. That she did. Yeah. Right. It was I, I give credit to Liz Chadwick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then it was just Rue and Chris for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was working. Um, I was working full time at a comics company. Um, but I wanted to leave for reasons and uh so we we kind of chatted I remember that because it was at c3 yeah at long beach comic-con in february i was running c3 and uh there was like this big emergency <laughs> like oh, it was the right, typhoon it was, yeah that down. crazy rain that happened and that's right none of the guests could make it and they were all <laughs> stuck in three hours of traffic and, and Beth I was there and i was like couldn't ah. figure out how to get into the building and i showed up soaked <laughs> And you were like, we were all can soaked. I take pictures of you? <laughs> yeah. And it was this weird thing where I was like, you know what? I've been thinking for a really long time. I, I've wanted to start up a comic section of Geek Chic. And I don't have the time to do it. And I really, really want to. I want to provide a consultation service because it's all I used to do at Image was, you know, put people together. And so I asked her, I was like, would you be willing to come on as a third partner to help me run the comic portion? And then I was like, yeah, I actually she really want to leave my yes job. She said yes immediately. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right then and there. Yes. At yes. that event, I ended up being the like moderator slash host for the day because uh, our poor yes. uh, host, because it was a typhoon, like the plane got canceled and he was driving yeah. from Arizona now. He, and drove, he rented oh, a car right. and drove in uh, from Arizona because the flights got canceled. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. and then Nerd Rage started just like a, a month or two ago when, because um, we were kind of trying to come up with some sort of live stream podcast type thing. And these ladies are so knowledgeable, but like Chris specifically was always like, I just don't know if I want to talk and all this. But I was like, you know so much, like, and you're so passionate. Why don't we just like rage about stuff? Let's just nerd rage. Rue always just wants to yell about everything. Whoa. Um, Whoa. Just, just some things that are important. Okay. (laughs) Um, I just want to provoke her. Yeah. Yeah, you do. (laughs) It's, they love getting me angry. It's, it's great. Cause I'm usually like the, like, everything's great and I love everything. Me. Right? I that usually just sit there and, like... impersonation you've done of me. I, I usually just kind of, like, sit in the middle and then very occasionally just, like, <laughs> mm-hmm. drop in a fucking it's a very troll good shit dynamic. post bomb and then yeah. go back to checking the comments. It's a good um, yeah. dynamic. I feel like yeah. Chris is, like, that, that middle personality that you two need. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. You're the hero the city needs. <laughs> yes. But not the one it deserves. Actually, yeah. no, I'm not the shit poster of, of Nerd Rage. Your boyfriend is. Oh, that's true. Yeah. It is <laughs> well, my boyfriend that wants to. Yeah, and your okay. Husband. But he'll <laughs> just, like, fair. chime in with things that make no sense. 
he posted on the comments of our live stream last week. He was like, I picked up the laundry. And I was like, yeah. cool, thanks. <laughs> Why are you posting this Who's here? that guy? Yeah, th- thanks, babe. Um, text me next time. That'd yeah, be great. Kind of hilarious. I done good. Or he'll like make comments <laughs> when we're taping. No, he at wanted our everybody to know that he yeah. picked up the laundry. Yeah. 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 Look at this model boyfriend yeah. husband. Yeah. Right yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm handling clothes. You can't compete with that. Or like, like yeah. or like that's, when that's we're taping at our apartment and he's sitting like 10 feet away and he'll like make a comment. And I'm like, just fucking tell me. <laughs> just be there so I love my husband very much but he likes to troll me it's on fine. purpose <laughs> it's fine anyway so uh, now this question I mean you may not be able to answer because it may be something that varies from client to client but what do your uh, services run as far as pricing um, it does go according to budget yeah. Um, yeah we'll always that's why we'll always take a consultation because um, it depends on how large it is but I mean like I said we've done entire conventions thousands of people um, and I have, and we've done book done release parties prices. for like 50 people. Like it's, mm-hmm. we've done, we've ran the gamut. So yeah, it, it really depends on, um, your budget, whether it's an event or a con or what, I think or the a, lowest, even a comic book. Yeah. And yeah. And the same with the comics. There's different, I mean, cause there's also, oh, excuse me. There's also <laughs> just, well, there's different levels of, of services. Like if you just need us doing a script consultation, like that's obviously going to be a different price than right. if you want somebody to be editing and supervising your entire process. Mm-hmm. So it, and it's it is it's based on budget and we will always do a consultation and offer people a proposal of different levels. As particularly on the comic side, um, right. we'll offer a proposal of different levels of work we can do and involvement we can have with mm-hmm. what the different costs of the different tiers are. Yeah, and and give you those options. And I mean for um, sponsorships, it's just a percent. We just do so that way everybody's happy because no, like I'm aiming to get. You, you and your brand the most money possible. Right. And then I just take, I just take a basically like a manager's percent. Okay. That's nice. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. That's, that's a nice. So thing. yeah, we try to work with people we understand, you know, a lot of people are out there hustling just Trying like we it. are cause LA. Yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah. Takes money to make money. That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Um, and then where, like, what's the, what's the future? Oh, uh, the future. Okay, well, we have... The world. Yes. We do have an I mean, game. honestly, yes. Yeah, no, <laughs> straight honestly, up. yes, the world. <laughs> Don't worry. It's happening. I've, it's long been my... Uh, I've, I've, I've been on the long train towards just being like a like Pinky. evil genius yeah, the for brain. a very long time. I literally what? stood in Pinky my window. The brain. brain went to play yeah. in the brain. Yeah, I mean, I literally <laughs> just stood in my window and like... Where are that many like, sausages and trousers at large? Yeah, no. it's cool. Mm-hmm. I like stood in my window and angrily like drank tea while I watched everybody at the fancy Starbucks across the street from me and was like, I hate all of these hipsters. So don't worry, I'm well on my way there. <laughs> I, was, I was actually going to ask her if she was pinky or brain, but yeah. I thought she wouldn't get the reference and she doesn't watch things, so... I, <laughs> I get that one. <laughs> I get that one. I don't think I've seen one, Nerf. but I get it. Sure. I get it's an It's part of animaniacs yeah yes yes, yes. It's like in with them it's yeah like, okay I get and, then, it. and then they had their own spin-off <laughs> show but oh okay see yeah. that's i thought they were their own show and then brandon was like oh it's from animaniacs both i know Both, what chicken yeah. boo is mm-hmm. hey all right hey. no that's oh. even a more obscure character so bravo yeah, yeah. yeah. i really well like the song i think it's very cute he's a chicken boo. yeah <laughs> you've excited danny yeah <laughs> it's very sorry cute. man chicken boo is my favorite from animaniacs <laughs> Anyway. anyway. Yeah. Um, I mean, so we're... It's cool, man. You know yeah, when he touches his hair, it's cool, cool, cool. So, uh, Geek Chic, I mean, we were looking at more conventions doing... Because uh, there was a point that we were doing five or six a year. It was a lot. It was a lot. Um, so, we're looking to do that. Uh, we're looking to eventually have our own space. That's the ultimate goal. Mm-hmm. Our own event space. Our own yeah. event yeah. space that is completely 
nerd themed mm-hmm. geek pop that culture we can throw our events yep. at so that we don't have to keep finding venues because mm-hmm. that would be amazing yes yep and uh van's gonna bartend it mm-hmm. design the drink menu mm-hmm. and uh and we're also we have these uh grand hopes of um since we have now built our connections uh to change the theme of the event space every so often to coincide with whatever nerdy thing is happening Mm -hmm. and therefore get paid lots of money by studios to theme out our event space however they want. Yeah. So instead of like these pop-up bars, it would be like one rotating pop-up bar in one space. Mm -hmm. Yep. And we've got lots of ideas for events Mm -hmm. and things we want to do, but right Mm -hmm. now we got to find venues for all of them. Yes. And it's it's a pain in the ass really (laughs) to find venues. (laughs) Really, especially in LA. Yeah. Yeah. So. And even if it's a good venue, the parking sucks. Yep. Oh, yeah. That's mm-hmm. LA. Ugh. And we, for our launch party, we had valet lined up and then we didn't. Yeah. But Can no, I just but- tell you, my, my own parents came in from Chicago and literally that day were running around downtown LA trying to make deals with parking garages for mm-hmm. me. And it worked. And it worked. That party was God great. Awesome. That party was great. That's the yeah. hustle right there. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it really was. That party was great. Do you have any events that you guys are doing currently that you're allowed to talk about? I know sometimes that stuff has to be we, No, we we don't have any in the immediate, like, next couple. Holidays it's hard to slow. do stuff on the holidays. Yeah, yeah. They're holidays slow, slow. Everybody's doing their own yeah. thing or they're not around. So mm-hmm. right now we're planning stuff for next year. Yeah. Yes. And okay. so we do have things in the pipeline for next year. Um, like San Diego Comic-Con, we have a few that mm-hmm. we're doing. Yeah. I mean, as we, we, we already talked about, year. that we work on the Ontario Con, so out here we'll be working on that. Yeah, so there'll be the pre-party and like post-party. We're hoping to do a bar con yeah. at, yeah. at San Diego Comic Diego. Con and just get a string of bars involved and then Basically all of do our... do a pub crawl. Yeah. yeah, do a pub crawl and have everybody who didn't get a table, every pro like all the artists. get a table. Yeah. Which that list just came out. So. Yes, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Tell you what, man, you go down to the gas lamp in San Diego. That's the perfect place to do yeah, it. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, no, that's, that's where exactly, Con is. Yeah. That's where San Diego Comic Con is. So that's uh, okay. that's our next big, yeah, big undertaking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which fun yeah. fact: if you go to the gas lamp district when it's not San Diego Comic Con, turns out it's still hot garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I'm a grumpy old lady. <laughs> she really is. I don't enjoy <laughs> crowds. Or well, I don't either, people. but you like, you know, we all Comic-Con. suck it up. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. I've and been I like 13 years in a row and, and I'm, I'm just sociable. Over it. I'm over it. I'm nice to people. I love it. Where my people are. Where my Dragon Ball Your t-shirts people are and everywhere. Talking. You live in LA. Well, I mean, you know, but they're just we more aggressive. We do conventions for a living. I know. We and it's great. all it's the time. Great. I can just drop some like random reference and they know what I'm talking about. See, this is why we keep around because yeah. she holds the optimism. I'm the hype, that we hype queen over here. <laughs> yeah, we're just like so done with conventions and yeah. <laughs> I don't have that. I, well, it's not that I'm done with con- conventions. It's just I'm that I'm a grumpy them, old lady. I've also worked them for like spiraled so quickly over a decade. We, we love our work. We we run conventions. We hate conventions. No, 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 no. I do. <laughs> I love conventions, but a Nasty lot of conventions. Yes. Conventions are tiring. Conventions are tiring. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And by the end of the we day, Rue has this endless well of energy, and she's like, hey, do you Alcohol. guys want to go out? And I'm like, I want to go to my bed. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that's where the party is. <laughs> like In my dreams. Yeah. That's that's, what, also, that's, like, that's what I mean, is that like by the end of the day, she's like, let's go get drinks. I'm like, I'm going to get one drink in my room by myself, because as soon as I take these shoes off, they're not going back on. <laughs> yeah, I'm just ready for a dance party at that point. Yeah. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, I get it. I don't. I'm not a party person either. And if I go to a con, I know there's always like, there's going to be a off the chain after party. And there's I'm the like, after party to the know, after party. We're thrown in. I'll be at home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I'm going yeah, home. Last year, last year, I think there was one night, and like I did go out with you briefly. Yes. And then I left, and I was like. I went to Ghirardelli and got myself a Sunday and came back and watched House Hunters International and yelled at my television no, and because all those people me. are terrible. Not She's only like, that, but still up and come you on. also beat no. the traffic. Yes, also, yeah. 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 If if I I'm at San Diego, if I can leave Sunday morning, I'm happy. Uh, yeah. Sunday. Morning. That's what I did this year. Except then my battery yeah. died. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so, right. So my battery died in the car garage, oh. and they had to jump my car. It was a whole thing. <laughs> Um, so, I mean, we've talked about some of your backgrounds and stuff that has led to this, but what are, uh, for, for each one of you, what's like your biggest fandom that you're into? Just go. You know what it is. I know, just go. Dragon Ball Z. It, that's my, that's my jam. I'm in a live action production of it. I love it. You have both two million do. views yet? Yeah, almost. We're, almost. We're like, we're just at the 1.9. We're nice. so close. So nice. Close. Yeah, we just dropped the latest episode on this past Tuesday. Yeah, big, big DBZ fan. Yeah, I'm I'm a big, I don't know how well the cameras picked it up, but her face <laughs> lit. The I wish fuck she up felt right that then. way. By the way, about geek shit, I do. Oh my, oh god. my god, I do. <laughs> Settle your roll. Damn, damn. damn. Her Bro. face never shit. lights up like that when she uh, talks yes, about it does. geek chic. Her love of geek chic is, is like over nine thousand. Yes. Or eight thousand, depending if you're watching the original. Mm, fair. There you go. Anyways. Um, yeah, but I mean, mine, mine goes all over the place. Star Trek, Star Wars, um, uh, Doctor Who, um, uh, Lord of the Rings, X-Men. That was my jam. Just basically sci-fi in general, action in general, but yeah. But it's like, it's been on the forefront of my mind this week, especially. It's Dragon Ball Z. Dragon Ball. Oh. Chris? Um, I love comics. That's like my main thing, especially creator owned. That's, I'm not really Marvel DC. That's why, like, I have such, like, eh, like, you know, the whole Marvel DC movie thing. Like, my opinions are so, like, I loved it. I hated it. Like, there, there's no, like, there's I don't no get into the nitty gritty of things, but, um, but I do love movies and I do love TV shows, especially the nerd TV shows. I watch them all, all of them. And, um, and yeah, and then creator owned comics because I really like to support. The independence. So, um, so actually, this is kind of what Chris and I bonded over is that I'm also a big like indie comics person. Mm -hmm. Um, I came up, uh, through like going to the small press expo and like reading a lot of independent creator owned and self published stuff. Um, so I have like a lot. I wrote my undergrad and my grad thesis on like audience issues in comics. Um, so like I, I really love like comics as a medium um and i have a lot of feelings about comics as a medium and not a genre and mm -hmm. again i wrote two theses on this i could talk a long time about it um so so like that's like the can of worms people have to try not to open with me is like oh you want to talk about like weird pedantic medium issues in the comic books um like yeah oh, I'm down. you want to talk about you want to talk about my feelings on a uh, unique panel work because i've got a lot of them uh so like i like that like real nitty-gritty stuff but um i mean i like a lot of other um like if we're talking like properties, I uh, I really like I do as much as I talked shit about them. I actually really do like um, the Batman verse, but I don't like Batman so much as all the auxiliary characters. I have a lot of trash feelings about all the Bat Boys, and I have I am well known for literally once entering a room by kicking down a door and yelling, "Are we talking Steph Brown?" Um, so <laughs> um, Jack Donaghy just uh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, that's what. I know. But yeah, I don't know. I like I like Doctor Who a lot too, and uh, watched a 
<laughs> Most of those. Most of those? Most, I haven't finished this current season. Oh, okay. So that's why well, most. also our logo, the Geek Chic logo, yep. oh yeah, is actually uh, back when I used to work at Image. Um, this one right here. Yes, on our T-shirts. So sorry, I was at set build. <laughs> I used to do uh, a editorial column in the back of all the books that I edited, and it was called Chris's Corner. <laughs> and um, <laughs> oh, was wait, Corner wait. with a K? Yeah, Did I never ask you this? Yes, oh, I'm Corner so with a K. I'm <laughs> like, anyway, like Bart's people. You remember that on The Simpsons? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this. Um, it, the the publisher at the time, you know, of Image created the editor girl character. He used to call me editor girl, and eventually all the creators just started calling me editor girl. And so he created um, a picture. It was basically Supergirl with uh, different colors, um, green and orange instead of blue and red. So um, it became the logo on the masthead, and pretty soon I had artists that would draw different versions of Editor Girl and submit it in to see if they could get featured on the masthead because I would switch out the Editor Girl every single time. And um, before I knew it, I had Editor Girl versions drawn by some of the top artists in the industry. So I oh, have wow. Editor Girl drawn by Mike Mignola, uh, Jim LaFood, um, like basically everybody you can possibly think of. And, I, and I, they gave me the original artwork. Um, and this one was done by Grant Bond, which we thought was just very appropriate for the actual logo. But um, she got so popular that there was actually a miniseries done on her at Image. Um, and she crossed over with uh, Bomb Queen and She Spawn. And I think it was She Spawn that killed her. And then... I quit before she could be brought back to life. <laughs> so she stayed dead. But um because the publisher was mad at me and he like there was an origin story that was supposed to come out on her and he canceled but it. Chris owns her. But so. I own her. I own her, so it's fine. Um <laughs> Yeah, and so, so she's, our she's logo. yeah, she's, she's our, our logo girl. because she's an independent comic book character that, you know, she was an all girl comics, um, with a whole bunch of other female superheroines from Image. So Yeah. Uh, cool. Are there any uh indie titles that you that I particularly like. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I hate to say it only, almost because whatever I read is always my favorite. And mm. I, I have that same problem with movies and TV because everyone's always like, Oh, what's your favorite? What are you doing? And I, I hate being asked what my favorite is. I can't is, answer I can what my favorite. What I'm reading I can tell good. you what I'm reading, like, but it's going to sound like what everybody else is reading out there. Like, like honestly, like I'm reading the Flintstones, which I think is amazing mm -hmm. from DC and I'm reading Saga. I'm in the middle of Saga. Oh, so Saga's yeah. always been really good, though. It is. It's, like, it's so for good. For real. Yeah. It's really good. And so I feel like it's, like, very generic. Like, and it's like everybody else is reading this stuff because it's good. <laughs> you know? So. Uh, my two, I think if I had a uh, Giant Days is phenomenal. Uh, and that one's going on right now. That's John Allison. Um, and uh, it, it spun out of the Scary Go Round universe. And he did two self-published ones years ago. And I had read both of those. And then they started them a couple years ago at Boom um, with Lisa Tremaine was originally doing the art. Um uh, it's very good. Giant Days is great. Uh, and other ones right now. They just, Greg Ruka, now that he's not doing Wonder Woman anymore, mm -hmm. he finally got back on Black Magic. Um, and the Ooh. art on that with Nicholas Scott is just fucking phenomenal. There's a few um, that I have to catch up on that I'm like, I yeah. keep hearing like The Wicked and the Divine I have not yet read. Wicked and the Divine, and I read like the first 18. It was good. It was um, okay. Yeah, it was good, but I, I didn't feel, uh, one I do need to catch up on is Descender, um, by Dustin yes, Wine. Yes, I have phenomenal. Descender. I haven't read it yet. Um, it's so. phenomenal. And, um, Monstrous, the art by, uh, mm -hmm. Santa, Takati? I don't know how to say her last name. I think it's Takeda. Takeda? Yeah. Uh, Santa Takeda, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, that's also, and Marjorie Liu wrote mm -hmm. it, and it's also phenomenal. Um, 
Yeah. Like, so I don't know. And this is why they bonded. Yeah. <laughs> I don't read anything by the way that, that I used to yeah. edit. Yeah. I don't like I don't read morning glories. I don't mm. Ruth kinda like morning backed glories into a corner and watched you two bond. I love it. It's I love yeah. it. Really? Yeah. Morning glories doesn't come out in fifty one because nice. he's been getting really good work. Oh, that's because yeah, jo- Joe's, Joe's on been, Archie. Yeah, right? Joe's been doing Archie. Um, I've been reading the Archies, actually. It's cute. Um, the he's he's going to be a guest, I think, in West Palm Beach or in Ontario. Oh, okay. I can't remember which one. Yeah, okay. so Joe's been getting Ontario. really great work. So yeah. Morning Glories is kind of stalled right now at 51, which, like, oh, what the rest that's of it? That's because Nick Spencer is busy freaking everybody out on Captain America. Yeah, that too. Yeah, causing Spencer's, everyone to lose their shit. Yeah, Spencer's <laughs> doing Captain America and, and Joe's. He turned him into a Nazi or something. Or oh, yeah. don't worry yeah. about it. Well, they don't. I can't. It was an agent of Hydra. Yeah, don't. I'm not going to explain this. I'm not going to explain Secret Empire because nobody wants that. (laughs) It's complicated. Uh, Just give us the short, short version. You can just Google it. I'm sure there's like six Gizmodo articles about it. See, they get so heated about this, but then like if you start talking to me about Star Trek Discovery, that's when I get... I like uh, Orville. Uh, I'm in love with the Orville. Uh, the Orville is amazing. Yeah. Like, you, guys are, you guys are about to engage about Mike on Star Trek Discovery. Oh, yes. Hello. Wait, what? What? Your whole uh, CBS app well, right. drama. They're, yeah. they're, yes. They're dumb, but that's... <laughs> that's, I mean, there's, there's, well, we've so, talked about that, actually, on Nerd Rage many times. Yeah. About how she pays for it and there's still ads. Yes. Uh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, well, duh. Well, that's just... right. The first week, she was like, oh, we were on Nerd Rage. They were like, oh, how did you watch it? And I watched it on the app. I was like, yes, I definitely I totally watched. Did. I totally, totally did. Legal. I went over to her place and I watched it on her app. <laughs> I know. It was it was very funny because I get very heated about Star Trek uh, in general. But I felt very, I had, I had very strong feelings at the beginning of this season or the beginning of this half season, whatever's going on. But yeah, and like Chris had to be there for me to just be like, I just fucking rage, like live tweeting. You fucking Klingons, what the shit is this? They're not Klingons. They don't look yeah, like Klingons. I, which I am Meanwhile, so I've about le- that show, I live tweeted like, Ducktales. <laughs> <laughs> I love Ducktales Ooh. so much. No, yeah, I, you can't do it. I, yeah, I love that. I, I love the new Ducktales. I love Ducktales and Tailspin. I actually own like four seasons of Tailspin, Tailspin on DVD. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Everything original like shared kid, universe. Kid Cloud oh, Kicker. Disney. What? This is the greatest name. And he's also a badass. Yes. <laughs> uh, Cloud Kicker. Yeah, all those who, cartoons. Then. His origin story is Darkwing that he Duck? was like an orphan pirate. Get <laughs> dangerous. I yeah. was a proofreader on that on. on the the Best. the Darkwing Duck comic that Aaron and um I can see his face. Aaron Sparrow was writing it, and yeah. he's oh, tabled with goes. Amy Memerson she, all the time. She shut down again. Wait, what? What about Amy Memerson? Call him the, the guy. Uh, the guy who oh. tabled. <laughs> the guy. Oh. Yeah, the guy. The guy. You know. The guy. You know. He's just a guy, you know? I don't know. I don't know. The dude. No, I'm just trying to remember the guy's they name. He did the art. He's just a guy, you know? Oh, my God. Just dude. Anyway, I used to work on that Darkwing.com, and it was very good. They needed the Quiverwing Quack spinoff. And the vampire potato. Yes. yes. It its own show. Oh. This, all of it. So did you, so you actually bought the, paid for the streaming service to I watch did. Star Trek? I Full? did also pay, I know, I know, well I did it for Geek Chic, because we wanted me to be live tweeting it as it was happening, and I even paid for the no commercials. That means write it off. Yes, I, I know, girl. Okay. Please. Don't forget. I won't. God. So does the no commercials have no commercials? It does actually have no commercials. Because okay. I what I what I did is I signed up for the one week free trial. Oh, and that straight and up has it, commercials. You, well, no, it's, James Silvani. It depends on <laughs> she she got it she got it everybody. Oh, uh, it depends on which you choose as your like when your free trial is up. 
So yep. if I would have chose the more expensive option, you would have had a week free. free. Yep. Yeah, and I didn't even think about it. And then I was mm, like, see, why I are there so many commercials? It's There's like so many minutes. commercials. It's yeah. like worse than Hulu. It's like aggressive oh. amount well, of also, commercials. They're they're dark for the month of December, right? So you're paying for a month. Yeah, for nothing. For nothing. Yeah. Unless well, you watch why, other stuff. When on the we app, did, because we kind of did a review of of Orville and. Star, uh, mm-hmm. Star Trek. So we, we talked about them together on Nerd Rage too because yeah. then I was very mad that that you were mad that you liked Orville. I was mad. I yes. was mad that in this the year 2017 I was enjoying a program from Seth MacFarlane. I did not <laughs> expect to like it. I didn't either. It's good. It's so good. It is yeah. Good. It's um, only gotten and better And by like too. the third episode I was like wait a minute but what's up with the egg? Like yeah. Yep. You know that, it was it was it was it got gotcha. you. Unnecessarily riveting. That's yeah. the best way I could describe it. I didn't. They expect dealt with it. some shit very quickly. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah they did. It, uh, and honestly, when I first start, because I, I well, again, I only had the free trial for a week, so yeah. I've seen like three episodes of Star Trek. And oh, to me, the Orville painful. was more Star Trek than Star Trek. Yeah, one hundred percent. And uh, but my my thought was for anyone who was watching when we talked about it, I was like, look, if you want to see the show, but you don't want to pay CBS. To, because they're not doing it like uh, like Netflix, where you get to just binge, binge watch all it. of it. I was like, just wait till the season's done, and then sign up for the free trial for a week and just yeah, watch all of it. That's what I I've literally yeah. told people that, and it's interesting. I just got in a very in depth conversation about this very thing about Discovery not really being a Star Trek show, and the person that I was talking to had a very good point that. We already have had the Star Trek of them, like, once everything's clean cut and, like, the Starfleet is, like, at its peak Starfleet, like, awesomeness and, like, everybody's kind of on the same page. But this is when it's still cowboys in space and it's still, like, so that's why they're not really moral and that's why it's darker and, like, they're dropping F-bombs and they're talking about rape and stuff and you're like, what is happening? But it's, like, honestly, the last two or three episodes are what I was like, okay, okay I kind of like, like, I was kind of mad. It was the same thing you had. Like, I was, like, live when I was like, I actually, I actually like this episode. I also don't have feelings <laughs> on Star Trek, though, so that's also part of it for yeah. being Orville. I'm like, oh, like, this is, I'm not, I was afraid of Star Trek when I was a little kid. That's, that's the full disclosure adorable. there. I was afraid so, of it. So I was afraid of it. Sweet. Um, and so I just, like, then never went back and watched it when I was older. So, like, I don't have this deep connection or, like, feelings about Star yeah. Trek. Yeah. So Same I'm just here. like, okay, it's well, a space show. It's and, cool. And honestly, my thought mm-hmm. on, on Discovery was this is a great TV show. But if I come at it from a the Star, Star Trek, Trek perspective, perspective yes. then, because that's where your nerd rage starts yeah. going on. Like, the fact that they were having full-on hollow conversations with everybody, and it's like, bitch, you were a hundred years before the original Trek. They don't do hollow conversations yes. Yes. in uh, Next exactly. Generation. I thought it was ten years. Was it? I, whatever it is, it's be- but it's before. It is, but I think it's ten. Original so, series. ten. <clears throat> where it actually takes place. Uh-oh. Here we go. Uh-oh. Here we go. It's the Push five the years. Yeah, sorry. <clears throat> Guys, so actually when it takes place, it's the it's the five years between the original pilot, so uh, before Kirk, but after Pike. That is when this takes place. Nerd! <laughs> <laughs> you think that's Straight bad? Up. Ask her her feelings on the Klingons. Was it? Oh, they're just misunderstood. They're f- no, their yeah, makeup. The yeah, that's their makeup. The She's upset is. about their makeup. Oh, of course, they're they don't look Klingons. like Klingons. No, they're not. They're not Klingons. <laughs> like humans can fight them it, with it, hand-to-hand combat. That's not a fucking Klingon. They have some crazy guns that like completely obliterate you. They don't have. And like Chris is over here, like, <laughs> like stop, stop pushing her buttons. buttons. Oh my god, no, I'm with you. They're not. They're not. I'm with you on that for sure. <laughs> just, just call him something else. There's so was it was it Enterprise? There was a very open about my before, role in this. Or? Yes, Enterprise was when yeah. So that's before right. uh, Kirk and all that because that's when yeah. we, they were first and 
I have some heated issues with Enterprise as well, of course. But, but yeah, so that's when that was supposed to take place. Yeah. And that's, well, no, not quite a hundred years. It's because, remember in the latest yeah, Star Trek J.J. Abrams movie, they mention his prize beagle, which, so I think it was like 50 years before the original. This is insane. They Sorry. Like where they mentioned his prized beagle. They did. They, because that's, no, in no, J.J. Abrams, thank you. Scotty teleports. Yes. Or transports uh, the prized beagle <laughs> yes. and loses it, and loses it. I didn't it. say you were wrong, and that's why he gets put into <laughs> the into that like uh, it, really that, that yeah. snow that planet, snow planet, whatever. Yeah, that outpost. So yeah. yes, I, and th- and I totally agree with you on the discovery thing because I kept being like, all right, I'm just gonna watch this. It's just a show, like it's just a, it's just a sci-fi show. Let's do this. But then they needle in like Star Trek references. I'm like, but you're not Star Trek. Well, and honestly, what would have fixed it? You could have made up literally everything you is just if, said if they nice. just would have said it. <laughs> later so but they can't so but here's the problem why you can't have it later is because all the problems have really been solved like voyager was the last time that we had a problem because they get they got sent way beyond we've ever gone but then now that they found a way back now that problem is solved as well do you know what i mean there's there's not the conflict so i understand why space (laughs) make up conflict yeah it doesn't doesn't end right space just keeps it's going it's true yeah. but then and the whole like we're gonna use this animal to fucking leap through space like that <sighs> which is a dumb plot by the way but like that could have easily really transported bad. them to another place another dimension there, well there could have been you're conflict. not caught up i am not does <laughs> oh my god stuff uh, happened <laughs> actually honestly the cliffhanger for this like fall whatever they call it like half season the fall break, break yeah is a really good cliffhanger i am on board Cause it's I don't I don't know they might have just gone to a mirror universe that's my that's my thought. Okay. Oh. Yeah, that's right. Well, <laughs> I guess I'll. I'll Anyone never, remember I'll, I see you, Star Trek. Mm-hmm. I see you. That's all I got. I'll never I'm know. I'm telling you, the captain is from a mirror universe. I'm telling you, because he keeps talking about going home. Anyways, I'll, I'll down. never know because I'm not going to pay CBS for one TV show. Like that's. I, I yeah. Can't do it. No, but they have such it. great programming. You oh, can I know. Watch, like CSI shut, anywhere. <laughs> shut your hole. Uh, NCIS Turn, anywhere. Mute him. Yeah, and you know where else you can watch those things on CBS regular fucking television yeah that's also true <laughs> like they, yeah. no, they no. i know they aired the pilot on regular television and then immediately like it wasn't on demand or anything you immediately had to pay for it if you didn't yep. catch it live mm-hmm. bullshit yep. anyway we're out of time <laughs> so uh, i love that we turned this into nerd rage how did yeah. that happen oh it's you because you were pressing no, my no, button no, that's what we because do here i yeah. literally said stuff and then just like, like lean <laughs> back and watch yeah, this just this, watched my deeds this, unfold. This show is is very angry most yeah. of the time. <laughs> so, um, but thank you again for coming down and spending the evening with us. Yeah, thanks, thanks for, for having, us. having us. Fun. Uh, please let everyone know where they can find more about Geek Absolutely. Chic one more time. Geekchicpromotions.com on Facebook, Geek Chic Promotions on Twitter, Geek Chic Promos, Instagram, Geek Chic Promos, Twitch, Geek Chic Promotions. <laughs> I think on Instagram there's an underscore too. There's an underscore. Geek yeah. Chic underscore promotion. promotion. But honestly, yeah. if you just look for our logo, just yeah. look for the our red editor girl logo. But yeah, yeah. also if you just go to geekchicpromotions.com, you can find you us can find everything. From there. It's all on yeah. there. All it's of it. All on there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Nice. Um, Sam, you got any shows coming up? Not for November. Uh, I kind of chilled out for November. But uh, if you're looking for me in Hollywood, I will be at the scene on December sixth. 
And then um, the rest I'll just leave to be determined. This isn't about me tonight. I want you to definitely support these ladies. I really do. Thank, uh, thank you. you. He's playing the duck too. I know. I was, he can't see me pointing at him, but I want him to know that I feel this. <laughs> I, feel, I feel this. Oh, he's pointing back. <laughs> um, and as always, everybody, this will be available in podcast form on our website, jackofallnerdshow.com, and also on the Hyper RPG on SoundCloud. Uh, listen to it either place. Uh, also, there's going to be a new Dark Crusader comic strip out this week. Also, find that on our website as well. This has been the Jack of All Nerds. We will talk at you later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.